In the, uh, I was about to use the G word from the infamous clubhouse there. I was about to say back in the gulag, but I don't know if that's Basically. too problematic. Yeah, but we're here, man. I want to say uh, love for doing this from the crib. Nah, it's all good, bro. I don't know if you can hear my voice and, and the listeners can hear as well. I was a little bit bunged up and I was like, you know what? Let's just take precautions. No, 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 don't say that, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't feel how I felt last time, but I was just like, you know what? I know... Everyone's got the families and stuff around. Let's just step steady and be easy this week. And it's, yeah. as I sent you a message, today I woke up and I just felt better. I, I worked today as well, so it wasn't no problem. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm good, but let's just be safe and back to regular schedule programming next week in it. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, it's all about just taking time to regroup, man. I think that's more important mm. than anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, making sure that you're you're back to full health before anything else. Because sometimes you could just be run down, bro. I think that's what it is, really. I've, I did the whole, you know, the um, the Negro remedies yesterday, boy. The ginger, the lemon, honey, white oh, rum, soup. Yeah. No sweating, bro. Like, T-shirt looking like Patrick Vieira in his heyday. Just finished. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just as long as, like, you, you know, you've got your remedies. Yeah. You know, and you know what works well for you, innit? So you take that and, you know, like before you know it, be out flexing again, man. Yeah, come on. I think last time I recorded a moment, it might have been with Scully and that Seamoss soldier. I'm going to have to add some more Seamoss to the diet, despite my slander. <laughs> What's it, macaroo? I just need to get all my, all my hotep energy. And it's yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I have uh, macaroo powder every every morning with my porridge. You know, to give that energy boost. So is that what it is? Just more for like immune system and energy? Yeah, like um, it's got a lot of good good things in it, you know, and, and people have explained the benefits to me. So I'm just trying to see, trying to ting, man. You're just like you me, know. bro. Yeah, everyone said it's good. Right, I'll try it. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me see how it improves. Like, Mm-mm-mm. you know, um, if I see any improvements, like if it can, if it can aid my fatigue and and shit like that, then I'm all for it. No, that's dope. Taking supplements is important, basically. Yeah, it's needed, especially in this period as well. It's mm. weird because you had this little. Um, so if you if you haven't gathered, we're recording remotely, recording from the crib. Yeah. So yeah, we're just we're we're, we're just uh, thugging through it. We had to yeah, see man, the bank holiday weekend in the UK, mm. and it's like the lead up to it: twenty degrees, twenty two degrees. Then the weather just dips back again. Then you get a sunny day, then it snowed. It's like, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. So, yeah, you need all these supplements, great diet and stuff because the weather can just hit you for six out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, 
and I guess we get we we've, we've had four seasons in one weekend. <laughs> Fam, like it's it's been mad. It's been mad. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I remember yeah. last week, Tuesday, I think it was where it was like 22 and everyone was like, yes, back, ah, yeah, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. We was gas. We had the girls in the studio and that. We was vibing. T-shirt, t-shirt, t-shirt weather and that. Yeah, come on. Do you know what little, I'm saying? And little tricep for them. Do you know what, though? Like, uh, I am, I'm one of those people is that, like, it could be cold. Yeah. But as long as there's sun, I'm happy with that. I prefer that to doom and gloom, rain. So you're like an autumn baby, like neutral earthy colors when it's like it's not cold cold but it's not hot a little light jacket yeah kind of true yeah i'm not i'm that type of done like and you know if it's not like hot a nice summer's day then yeah. I, then be that okay cool. if you're gonna be cold then like be cold like how it is right now all right you cool. know with, with a little sun i know it may deceive people but check the weather before you leave your yard it's that simple no, we don't do that. We're just bricks, bro. We just step out, like, right. You see sun and you're like, okay, shorts and fucking all, all the rest of it. When bro, really the best truly, thing about that little... The what? app is on your phone, fam. Seven degrees. You know that's not warm. Yeah, but this is how we test the weather in, in the UK. Do you like your finger? Put your finger out the window. You look, what well, it's sunny, yeah? That's it. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, whatever, man. That you whole know, week like, was, it was funny because the first day or two it was warm, yeah? Like the difference on the high street. So you could all see someone have the shorts and a tee. And I walk up the road, maybe like 30 seconds, full tracky puffer jacket. Like everyone feels different things when it comes to the weather in it. So it's just one of those things that's funny to watch. One thing I do give this country credit for, yeah, or this city, is when it's actually sunny and warm, the talent. Oh. Undeniable, bro undeniable what are we talking group stages or like top notch top notch there's there's beautiful women in the city and you see it in the summer so you, when the sun's you've seen out. a few things out there in the streets over yeah the last man seven or driving, or so days. if you're driving from one end of london to another you're mm. gonna see some elite joints whether they're in a car in traffic or on a on a side street walking down the, the side street <laughs> or we're in a pandemic so a lot of people are queuing up to go into shops you're seeing people queue up mm. just to do their you know their their food shop so you said you're regularly going to your local mns your sainsbury's and that just you know you're around in it i mean on my journeys i'm just appreciating what's out there in it come on it's part of the scenic views <laughs> i know you listeners i know i know listeners know what i'm talking about whether yeah, 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 you know yeah male or female come on you can appreciate i know women like to say oh there's no buff guys in london but cap <laughs> because there's one donny in the city that's made you cry in it don't try it i don't whoa is that, is that what we at this week <laughs> <laughs> if, just let me know if that's the energy you're on because like i said I'll, you know, I'll be, i've got the white run parked off you can have that kind of episode this week in it you know i'm ready so well, it is yeah. what it is bruv but hashtag I mean, off the cuff pod. Come on. A good honest conversation never hurt anyone. If you're yes. listening for the first week, my name is False Forever. Mr. Vans in the building. This is episode 285. Episode 300 is looming. It's around the corner. Yeah, Can't believe absolutely. we almost got there. So yeah, shout out to us for keeping it Big going. Big us up. Big and, us uh, up. Love and respect to last week's guests, the Black Pearls, Chrissy, mm, mm. Nens, Big Mish, it's always always a good vibe when you have them on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, we, we, we can't complain. 
I was, I was uh, laughing though, the on. other day about the um the whole Madonna thing. That is probably for me. Yeah, there's certain things that make me laugh. That is for what's comedy gold because you was dead serious. It's like, nah, I'm not having this. Yeah, I mean, if we're having a, a, a I think the the conversation was a serious, like not like serious as in um, shouty disagree. Yeah, what's 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 the best way to describe it? It was just more so of the the conversation at hand and trying to get my point across as using her as a comparison was a bad comparison. No, I'm with you. Um, you. And, you know, there's points that I understood. Like, yeah, Yeah. controversy sells, and she has been controversial. But to develop iconic status, you can't develop that just based off controversy. Your music has to slap too. Yeah. Yeah, And people that are super talented, and people that are talented doesn't necessarily have to, it doesn't have to equate to having a world-class voice. Being able to make a hit record countless of times as an artist, there's a talent in that. Is what I was saying. That's why yeah. there's not many icons. Yeah, there's a there's a talent to a degree, and also you might have the right amount of money behind you as well. So I think that plays a part. So it's uh the talent is it's just who we apportion the talent to. The the creative minds around you. Because we we never know. We you know like you have those like uh behind the music or the real reality show series about the artist, and you, you get to figure out like who was the writer, who was the creative genius behind some of your favorite songs and that. Not saying. She didn't have a hand in it at all, but it's always interesting to find out like, the real story, you know. Um, it just it just depends on your musical knowledge and taste at the end of the day. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because someone could turn around and tell me that Phil Collins doesn't have the greatest voice. So what are you telling me that he isn't talented? No, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, do you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. So it's the same premise. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, so I was just basically saying that you can't compare someone that's three years in the game just because he's been controversial to someone that's been in the game 30 years with countless of music that people still remember to this day and that people still sample from. Mm. No, I'm with you. There was one point we missed a little bit, that little Nas X conversation, but it's obviously because that's not, we're not the demographic, that's not music we really check for. He has had more than one song in regards to old time. There was that song Panini as well. Um, yeah, no, no, uh, and and this is exactly what I said. I said that he's had songs after Old Town Road that... Mm weren't moments of course you know listen there's a song old time road is one of the biggest songs in a very long time not not many people will top that and obviously it's different digital era etc but um yeah we don't want to don't want to flog a dead horse no pun intended um with regards to my man but um we can start listening to the song you don't need to bro no one's listened to the song everyone watched the video but no one's actually listened to the song because there's nothing to listen to is yeah, he's trolling, it's not. about controversy and, you know, it was a good talking point. It was one of them ones, those weeks where it's like, it was good, it was a good week for like the people that like to chat, the podcasters, the commentators, because we all had content to really feed off in it. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. It was, it was one of those weeks. But yeah, I was going to say, where I wanted to start off is uh, prayers for DMX, you know? Yeah, man. That's some unfortunate news over the last few days in regards to his health and, you know, some, some conflicting reports, some people saying vegetative state, life support, XYZ, but whatever the real truth is, is, it seems very, very serious that he's in this state. So I hope he pulls through, you know, I know that's, that's, that's someone we're both a fan of and means we grew up on and an icon in rap and hip hop music in general. And anytime anything sad happens or he has a viral moment, there's always that clip that gets put out there of him at Woodstock years ago in the red dungarees. Performing seems, to the whole world. Yeah. It seems like performing to the whole world. And you, you remember or you get an, if you if you didn't live the experience, you get an inside insight story into how big 
DMX truly was and is. Like two, oh yeah, absolutely, man. Two like, absolute banging albums in one year. You don't get that anymore. Yeah, I mean, as it's, it's, DMX is someone that I hold in such high regard. Yeah, just like he was one of the first when I fully started to become immersed in hip hop, and um, you know, listening to older people around you listening or being fans of and then you know naturally you're introduced to them and ever since it's kind of been like you know i've I've always felt like i've understood dmx through his music so like yeah and when he and even when he was like one of the first to transcend into to movie roles like as the kind of rapper that he was do you know what i'm saying like so very hardcore and gritty hmm you know he could he he didn't he didn't pull no punches when it came to his delivery, bruv. So he went he went acting in belly. <laughs> yeah, proper heartfelt stuff, man. He, he like he struck me as someone that wore his heart on his sleeve, and you know had a troubled past, and you can see that, and 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 that's what music is to me. So praise up mm. to DMX, man, and you know we 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 hope he pulls through. Of course. It'll be very sad, you know, someone of that stature in a genre that I love goes, you know. Um yeah. so yeah, it's it's been it's like I don't even like seeing it is just upsetting. But then mm. you see how many people outside of the hospital praying for him and stuff, like you can see how how much he's touched people. Yeah, I saw that the um the whole Rough Riders, the bike community were out there playing his music. I saw a clip and then playing his music outside the hospital and you never know what that kind of what that could do for his spirit, his energy. That might be something that may God willing wake him up and you know, if it does, that's that'll be amazing to see. So Yeah, yeah being the, a spiritual the, person that he that he is. Yeah. You know, like uh, and the beauty of a sad situation is that we'll we're getting to see clips um circulating the net of him saying all these prayers multiple times regardless of where he is do you know what i'm saying like he was always he was always a thankful person and he was always willing to share his spirituality and his wisdom amongst whoever was in his presence so no it's big facts it's like you know how we we joke all the time like oh if snoop was around and he'll actually to hit the blood you have to hit it if dmx is around you, you have to whether he offers or not there has to be a prayer at some point uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Part of him, if he was ever blessed enough to have him on the pod and that, we're ending that with a prayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is, and, bro. And you know, this time last year, we we all witnessed um, a great versus between him and Snoop Dogg. You know, two facts, legends, yeah. two legends in a game, just giving us their entire discography, which which seemed like it was never ending because they've got so much. How mm. much they've contributed to the game is crazy. And their energy transcends generations. No, it does. It's, yeah, it's been, it's just, that's the only positive out, out from, what, from what's happened is that we get to see how much people appreciate, respect him, love him. So, yeah, I hope he pulls through. There was some stuff I see floating around that I didn't really like, but just, um, you know, when people want to be a little too honest or be too edgy when they, when they commentate, saying that it's sad what's happened, but if it was down to drugs now, it wouldn't be a surprise because obviously the, the lifestyle he's had over the years and his trauma and his troubles, that was just like, even if there's some credence to that, now's not the time for that, innit? Uh, do you know what? This is when I'm, um, this is what makes me hate human beings. 
<laughs> it's got nothing to do with any of that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no but in this situation. Obviously, substance abuse is very real. And I'm sure if he had a choice, he wouldn't be doing it. You know, if you actually look at the history as to how, you know, this has transpired, addiction is real, bro. Like, addiction is real. Whether it's you being addicted to cigarette or to, you know, something such as crack, which I know society frowns frowns upon. Mm. Yes, I do understand that naturally people are going to have things to say about that. But, you know, it's insensitive at a time where, you know, you really, people are really praying for this person to pull through. It doesn't, it doesn't mean because you've been battling addiction of such a drug that, you know, you can sit down and say, oh, oh, well, but, you know, mm. it's all self-inflicted and things of that nature, man. It, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, personally. And the real truth from, like I said, another another good thing that's happened from this is we get, if he didn't before, we get clarity in regards to how he got addicted. Apparently, when he was younger, one of his mentors, his older, some of the older people he's around, passed him like a laced blunt. Yeah, they laced that blunt crack. Yeah, and that's how he became addicted, you know? So... Even within that, it's another sad case of being around people, you know, people that you trust. And you know, this is stuff that, that you know, maybe some of our old listeners can relate to early 90s, early 2000s, stuff like that was happening in the UK as well, you know, because they started oh, yeah, off as a absolutely. flat boy thing. Like, I've, I hear stories of older older members of our community being in ministry of sound and that there's a certain smell, you smell of a certain, of a certain blunt and that you know it's not just weed, like, it smells mad. And people were openly smoking in raves and that. And it was a flyboy thing before, in it. After a month, three months, six months, they become addicted, you know? Bro, yeah, man. I've seen I've seen I've seen it way too too much in yeah. in my in my growing up, you know, mm. um in my estate, seeing, you know, some some of the older dons losing their way to um things of that nature which is sad, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, you know, they have to battle their demons every single day. You know, we've seen it, like, publicly with DMX, like, with his children, you know, mm. them saying that, like, you know what, it's 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 either the drugs or me. And he's bold-faced saying that I can't keep that promise. That's someone that's really honest with themselves and that's to his child. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, like, when you know that, it's not going to be an easy feat to walk away and you can't give me these ultimatums. I can try, but I can't say that I will. That's a man that knows his vices, but that's a different type of honesty. You have to respect it, but it's sad to hear. It is sad to hear. Absolutely sad sad to hear, hear, man. It's heartbreaking to hear. No child wants to to be in that situation where they have to give their parent an ultimatum. You choose the drug or me. And the parent is like, yo, I, I, I don't know. I want to, but you know, I mean, like I said, when you hear that, but it's because we, we just, we, we like them. We want DMX. Those children don't care about it. They want their dad. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? And that's, absolutely. that's part, part of like the, maybe the sickness of this, like celebrity fame, money game that some of us are chasing. And we see people chase and try and be a part of, but like it can chew you up and spit you out. Because yeah. my man could have been using it to cope with all the fame, all the stuff. And, is it even a fair exchange in the end of it? If like, God forbid, this is the ending, you know, we love yeah, to review someone... you, but what is like, what is he late forties, early fifties, if I'm right? Yeah. That's too young, bro. Like still a lot of life to live, 
lot more memories to make, you know. We want we yeah. I want I wanted a triumph story on the other end, you know, clean, sober, clear mind, age gracefully within hip hop, you know, maybe go on tour and do like, you know, the greatest hits tour and you know, if, yeah. if things were different, yeah. would have loved to have seen him do music with Pop Smoke. You know, yeah. I would have loved that. Like th- like there was I felt like there was a path that he could have gone down. See like how we love and revere Soup as an older state Snoop sorry as an older statesman. Mm-hmm there was definitely space for DMX to just to be DMX and, you know, would love to see him have like a podcast and just, you know, like how like we, he's like Mike Tyson's kind of evolved. And I think it was a good lane if like, and I still hope and pray that that happens. Yeah. Because and- we, we like a comeback story. We want to see you beat this and come on the other end and be like, I went through all of this, but I'm here now. Yeah. And I've always seen like DMX as a fighter. So, it, it it would be like great for a lot of people, you know, to see him overcome this and, you know, finally, because this, this seems like this is the one that's really got him. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm sure he's had cases before. Yeah. Where, yeah. You know, like it's worrying, you know, I know that, you know, he's asthmatic as well and he's had help, yeah. attacks and this, that and the other. Like, you know, it, it just all of those things takes a toll on the body. And, you know, this is this is a man that single handedly at one point saved Def Jam. Bro, two albums in one year, brother. We're never going to see that shit again. He was on fire. Platinum. Platinum. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like he gave us like, you know, street songs female friendly songs what are your like let's do some happy shit what are your so you ain't got to give me like just give me a few your favorite x songs slipping undoubtedly is number one for me yeah that's organic right there <laughs> you should be asleep I love that. Family interrupting the pod. That's a cute bonnet as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, leave that in there as well, man. Let the, let the listeners know, man. We we thugging it from the crib. Yeah, exactly. She pulled up. She don't she don't care about what we got. All, all this talking, talking stuff. I need my bonjella. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just burst through. Yeah, yeah her, her tooth. Her tooth is on the verge of falling out, man. Her first tooth. So you know she's para about it. I got some cash for her, you know, Tooth Fairy and that. Okay, so are you let's we'll go back to X in a second. Are you doing playing along like, oh babe, this is the Tooth Fairy, or are you saying my chest, it's me, daddy, I put this money under your pillow? I think a bit of half and half in this one. I wanna I I don't I don't like I'm I'm not under the notion of robbing like um Innocence. Innocence and you know, fantasy from a child's mind whilst everyone in, in the school are chatting about the same thing and you've got that one conspiracy theorist kid in the corner. Oh, no, no, it's all fake. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, I bucked the tooth fairy. I gave them the change, you know, okay, cool. and you know what I'm saying? I know you're on because you don't want your child to be on the playground and be like, who's your dad, Dr. Umar? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And the bruv, like... Inflation is peak, you know, because like I remember back in the day, it used to be like what fifty p a pound you get underneath the the pillow. What are you saying? You putting a pinky under there now? Fifty yeah, pound? Uh, putting a little note under there. 
Or a little tenner, 20 quid in that for, for a tooth. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too far right now if that's what you're doing. <laughs> I'll give you one of mine if you've handed out 20 pound notes for a tooth. Do you know what it is? Yeah, I think um, I was saying to someone the other day, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, kids are getting a madness underneath their pillow. And I was like, later, like, what? She's going she's gonna to get a pound like the rest of us, how we did it back in the day. Times have changed. That's just, Sorry. That's just me capping, bruv. Like, you know what I'm Sometimes saying? Times have changed. Uh, and it's a soft spot so like stuff like that yeah it's like it's a landmark yeah of course it's her first tooth you know it's coming out and just her like before you know it she's gonna have her big her big people teeth come through no no longer those small little teeth milk teeth struggling to, to break things down and that yeah, and you know, if mm. I'm being cynical as well, yeah, you can't give my niece a pound coin anytime she's buying Gucci socks. I run that note, bruv. <laughs> run that note, man. <laughs> 20 pound and up. It's up yeah. and it's stuck. Run that 20 yeah, pound, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need it. Man. We need it. But yeah, before we was, uh, before Little Miss um, interrupted us very quickly, even though it respectfully interrupted us, yeah, yeah, I was absolutely. asking you um, your favourite X songs and you went to Slipping. Slipping, um, do you know what? I can't even. I was I was super young, man, when I first heard it, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this bro, is so emotive, bro." You like I'm not even sad, but when I hear that, it just puts you in a place like you feel like the weight of the world on your shoulder. It takes you to a place where you've either been before or you don't want to ever go to. Emotionally, under, lift the sleeping. It, it, it. Do you know what he under he articulated his upbringing so perfectly on that song across yeah. those three verses do you know what i'm saying like and and how it was sequenced how it was all put together it was just it it, it was one of those captivating songs that yeah for me is is in one of the it's one of the greatest songs across any genre for me um how it's going down is a classic for me and on you know off the first album um it's dark and hell is hot yeah um you know a lot of the stuff that People may recognize obviously the Rough Riders anthem. What a way to to introduce yourself introduce yourself to the game. You know, listening to stories, he didn't even like the song. He didn't even want it to to come out. Swiss Beats was like, "Nah, this is the one." That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you need someone to tell you, bro, this is the one that's gonna yeah. keep, yeah. that's gonna buy the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know what these bitches want, featuring Cisco. Amazing song. These are like all. Cool commercial joints by the way Brenda, um, Tisha, Manisha yeah the whole verse just yeah. ringing off names I was like yeah, Jesus, if they, if they names the in that song it's peak yeah. yeah and it explains why he's got so many children <laughs> but listen those are the things even though like we uh, like we want people to be around look after their kids yeah fam I would have wanted to play out any other way he's meant to be out here fucking everything use DMX bro he's meant yeah. to be out here Dicking them down. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, rock star rap, shit. Rap star, movie star. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> uh, this is the star of the show. Shouts out to the working from home crew. I know you lot can relate to this, but being on on Zoom calls, you got your your, your kids in that in the background. They do not care at all.
Hey. <laughs> That's respect right there, you see? It? Despite the interruption, you have to acknowledge uncle that I love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> she's just you know, she's one of those kids, yeah, that like that's super paranoid. Like I know when she when she'll become old enough, yeah, she's gonna call the GP for every little thing. Yeah, straight, bro. <laughs> Do I like her? She's she hasn't even started paying tax yet. But she's getting yeah. the tax benefits. Yeah, yeah. I heard her. Where's the adult Bonjela? <laughs> Run it. <laughs> she's on it. Yeah. What do you she's think this on is, it. bro? She's on it. She's falling out. You're your hair talking, bro. Where's my Bonjela? Run it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. Still, shout out to her. But um, this is it. So we're saying, yeah. So, uh, Rough Riders Anthem slipping. Um, how's it going down? There's even like a classic moment where he's got um. I don't What's know what my tour name is. is another one. What's my name? Of course, there's, there's a tour backstage. Him, Jay-Z, and one brother from the Nation of Islam with like a big orange blazer and they're rapping. Well, they had, the infamous, they had the infamous battle uh, backstage at the Rock the Mic tour. I remember that as well. Um, yeah. Infamous, infamous um, hip-hop tour that really did bits. Um yeah, he, he had he had quite a few man. Um and then there was X was one of my favourite albums. Um One More Road to Cross. That that tune there. Crazy. Um Yeah, fam, like it's just too many to mention for me. His moment on the Breakfast um, Club when he's singing Rudolph's Red Nose Rain Day. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Um pff. Ah, oh, mate. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot, man. X gon' give it to you. Yeah, there's the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some classic. Moments. I'm saying, like, imagine a show now with him. Yeah, healthy, good frame of mind, just performing the classics. He's got bangers, bro. He's got bangers. So, yeah. and he's still praise got energy. Yeah, man. Praise him. Praise to the family. Um, I would hate this to be how the story ends, isn't it? So, yeah, just put some positive energy out there and I, and I, and I hope he pulls through. So, yeah. Salute DMX, man. Yeah, ma- massive, massive respects to DMX and, and to everyone around him. We can bring it back to some UK stuff, though. Please tell me you've seen this uh, DJ Double Dappy Vlad TV interview. Yeah, yeah, I did. And... um it's funny because we have spoken about Vlad TV coming, branching over to the UK and enlisting DJ Double yeah. to, um, you know, be the front runner interviewee. So, um, or interviewer, sorry. And um, yeah, Dappy, you know, say what you want about him. He can be an interesting character. Having him on a show or having him on Vlad is a very Vlad thing to do, in my opinion. Yeah. 
because you don't know what you're going to get out of Dappy in it. And I'm sure watching that interview, the line of questioning and looking at Dappy's body language starting to increasingly become agitated by the same type of questions, it was bound yeah. to happen. Because what it, what happens is that it starts off with sarcasm <laughs> and then you start to become real annoyed. I don't like it. A quick pause there. So I love that, yeah? We've been podding for a good while because in episode 285, shouts out to us, you know, rub our back, little ego moment. How would you navigate that when you can see someone's visibly getting agitated, uncomfortable, not enjoying the direction of the interview, the conversation? As someone that's done a pod for a long time, what would you do next? What would be your go-to? How do you navigate that situation? I think you need to have a broad scale of the person that you're interviewing, right? So have a plan B if if you know that um you have to know that when um someone from a group becomes a soloist a lot of the group stuff regardless of the fact that it had made them it becomes redundant to them because that's not where they're at as an artist. Sure. Sure. You always have to be prepared that they may not want to speak about that too much. But it's always yes, a criminal. We, we can acknowledge it. We can acknowledge it. But then if, as an artist, they feel that, okay, you're starting to ask too many questions surrounding that when I'm here to speak about what I've got going on right now, then it's understandable. You know, like I'm... You know, I, I can see where both are coming from. But then he had warned you about it first. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what? I'm not on it. Then you keep Pokemon to see, like, but in a in a different kind of way where, you know, you may blindside the person that you're interviewing, but nah, brother, I just told you I'm not on that. So it's our question. When he first says to you, I'm not on it, what would you do? Do you go the DJ double and try again with another, try and ask the same question in a different way or do you switch topic? Do you, what do you do next? I switch it... topic and start talking about the rebrand. Okay. You know, because like you've, I mean, there's going to be a, 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 a vast majority of people that won't know about his solo stuff, right? Because a lot of people associate that people with N-dubs, which of course, because of what they'd done and, you know, how they came up and whatnot. But then he went away for a little while and he's had a good run as a solo artist. We can't say that he hasn't put out music. No, of course. You know, and, exa- and, and when Double was asking him about, oh, when, you know, did you start to see labels really fighting over blah, 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 when I went number one with my solo shit. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? The like, thing is, yeah. Let's talk about the ta- Tarzan freestyles. Like, there's talking points that we can discuss. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a few things. So, he's on a platform for DJ Double where you've got less control. You're just an interviewer because you're on Vlad TV's platforms. That's also, I don't know what the, the ins and outs behind the scenes are, but it wouldn't surprise me that they've been given a brief of questions to ask. Because yeah, that absolutely. platform has a certain style of question 
So that wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked to find out that DJ Double is given five to 10 questions to ask. He may add his spin, pick one or two out, but for the most part, he's probably been told what to say. That's just my perspective. I could be wrong. Yeah. Two, yeah. the thing with it is, I get why my man will be upset because you've probably been asked about N-dubs a thousand times. But on the other end, this is a new platform you're on. A lot of people may have not never seen you or heard of you before in Vlad TV. It'd be criminal not to ask the N-dubs questions. It's obviously yeah, how yeah. you ask them, but yeah. I, if I was sitting down Dapper, you're going to speak about N-dubs in some capacity. That's yeah, just yeah, a no-brainer. So that, that, that I can't be mad at. And also, if you've only seen the video we're talking about, so for context, there's a clip that kind of went viral. Not viral, well, it came out on the socials where Dappy's kind of agitated and annoyed with DJ Double's line of questioning in regards to N-dubs. If you watch the whole interview, that's when you get a bit more scope of the chat. It was actually a fairly decent chat. They spoke yeah, about yeah. some other things. He enjoyed bits of the conversation a bit more when they're speaking about like financial literacy and advice and being the one in the ends that makes money and having to be around all your friends and making money. So there were actual bits of the conversation which are a lot more positive, but the bit that goes viral is the bit where Mama's upset. And it was kind of split because yeah. at the start, a lot of people were like, why is Mama moving mad and getting angry? Because like people are going to talk about N-dubs like that was a big deal in your life, isn't it? Yeah. But we don't know what may have happened behind the scenes. Like the lead up to the Uncle B album, his dad dies. So that may re you might be bringing up trauma and stuff like he may be valid to not want to go back to that time period and stuff. It's a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, and you can see and you can see that you know he didn't want to dwell into that too tough because obviously death is something that you know some people don't want to be reminded of. You know, um, and especially when it's someone that's your dad, someone that was instrumental in your career, someone that created the group, and someone that you know, were, was trying to bring you guys forward. He saw what was happening and he was like, look, you know, you got your cousin over there that can sing. Oh, I like your little friend over there that can rap and produce. Do something. Yeah. You know, so when you kind of bring those things back, you're, you're uh, it's attributing to, to the entire frustration. Um, so, like, with, with this, that's why I wasn't completely on 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 any side. But I saw both both spaces in it, and I know that Vlad TV is a business, and with this thing going viral, is exactly what Vlad would have wanted. Because, oh, yeah, this is this is happy days for him because that little thirty second clip will then prompt someone to go and watch the the whole interview if they care or not. But it's gonna do something, can it? It clicks. It's gonna add to clicks, and it's gonna get people talking about. Oh yeah. You know, Vlad. Vlad's in the UK now. Mm. You're you're listening to a UK, a British accent interview the person that's on there, so you know that they've got a division here. So, you know, it is what it is. I <laughs> being in a group and turning um, solo is never a, a smooth transition because some people try to forget that past. Um, with appreciating that as their past, but wanting to move forward and wanting to be spoken about as a, a as a solo entity. So, um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't one of those people that was saying, "Oh, you know, why is he? Why is man moving mad? Why is he vex? You know, because he's had some success as a solo artist enough, and I think that's what he wanted to explore. Yeah, I saw he released a statement. I don't, I could pull out where he kind of just alluded to that. They'd had like a pre-chat before the interview about what they wanted to ask about direction. According to Dappy, D 
this is all meant to be basically used for when he has his next official release music wise to mm. kind of promo that next drop. And mm. he didn't feel like they'd went in that direction enough. He didn't feel the communication was right. Like there was some things they agreed to edit out, which as someone on this end, and we can be frank, let's be have an honest moment. We don't like that as people that have conversations, people then dictating to us what we should and shouldn't keep in. Obviously, yeah, absolutely. you know us, we have, we have our rules about how we move and that, but we're also not people that are trying to like catch people out and that's not our game. But as a default, say what you mean and mean what you say. Asking yeah. people to then edit stuff out is always a bit techy because it's like, go and interview yourself and your reflection then, you know? Yeah, that, man. I, 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 I have a bit of a bias. We guard this thing jealously. We want to like, you know, in inverted commas, do stuff for the culture and that. So it is difficult when you're dealing with high profile people who have egos, who want things to go a certain way, who have probably had like some negative experience with the media and want to control the narrative. I get it. But one hand washes the other. You've got to look after me. I've got to look after you. I'm not trying to make you look bad. At the end of the day, if you said something, you said something. Yeah, man. And I always want um, whoever it is to go on a platform and just speak freely. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like in an ideal world, I know, you know, it's not always going to play out that way where people may they may say stuff and because they're under the spotlight constantly they don't want anything to be misconstrued they don't want anything to be taken out of context and it affects their paper you know we've seen it happen before so there's a lot of people protecting not only themselves but their political connects so there is some leeway that i can give them when it comes to that but then at the same time, it's like, all right, cool, man. Like, we're we're here to have real conversations. Don't give your exclusives to anyone, like the other Donny, just because they they are seen as the bigger um, platform. You've agreed to come on here, innit? So yeah. let's just have that open discussion. Yeah, and you went there because it's a big deal. Uh, to be honest with you, like I said, we spoke about DJ Double and Vlad TV, this happening Um like they starting in the UK when Chucky was on a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised this happened, but I didn't think this happened this early because Double's only had a few interviews on Vlad TV as if, I think, OFB. I don't know if the, the, the La Vida Loca was on his channel or on Vlad TV. He's got no, Lawrence O'Coley dropping soon. He's only had a few. So mm. for, for this controversial thing to happen so early, hey, bro, bumpy ride. The person you aligned yourself with, the brand the channel. Yeah, man, you're going to be in for a few of these, man. And it might even make certain artists and personalities and people from this space a bit more sceptical to go on that platform and, and discuss. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Aligning yourself with DJ for like, is interesting, isn't it? You yeah. Know? One thing I will say is that um, despite all the fuck shit that Dappy's known for, he is a very talented individual. Oh, yeah. Big facts. Um, so, yeah, that's my take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, it was, it was just a passing moment. I was like, you know, so we we pod, we talk, we discuss, we debate, we break stuff down culturally. I was like, yeah, we have to we have to touch on that one a little bit. Just to, yeah, just absolutely, to, man. Just very quickly. It was funny though because I, I know you saw it. I I laughed when I first saw yeah. the clip. <laughs> Do you know what I did? I did, and I and I and I saw it coming. You know when you have that like little twinge in in your eye, and you're like, fam, like, like you're getting me mad now. <laughs> and I can relate to it, like. That would make you uncomfortable. Man goes, I don't like where this where this interview's going. What do you yeah. say to that as a response? <laughs> yeah. 
There's nothing I don't to like say. Where this is going. I yeah, man, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, that's how it's going. I don't like any like, of it. And you go, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> what can you do? It is what it is, isn't it? I don't so, like it, bro. I don't like it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just look at him like sat there in the baby blue jacket. Like this whole demeanor persona isn't one of someone that's aggressive, but in that moment I was So like, yeah. what would you say about the you know those Finchlate hats that you used to what was uh Yeah, you gotta pull for, you gotta pull for something random to get off topic of that because yeah, yeah. Donnie's going somewhere you don't wanna go in it. Yeah. That's the challenge of um trying to have these conversations, man. It's not always gonna be plain sailing it, so Yeah. But, um but yeah, speaking of convos and people being honest and stuff. Um, ZZ Mill sat down with Russ whilst we're also dealing with UK stuff. And, Love um, that was, interview. Yeah, really good interview. Um, he was very honest, probably too honest, and uh, admitted to signing a deal initially for, I hope he's exaggerating, but he said it was like 24 albums for 60 bags. Now, if we do the maths and we do the breakdown. <laughs> God damn, nigga. <laughs> 24 albums. I'd rather give you my kidneys, bro. Yeah, twenty four albums for sixty racks. I don't know, even 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 MJ Prince, even Tupac ain't got twenty four albums, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of unheard of, man. Um, Un- unheard of. <laughs> yeah, twenty four. Twenty four albums is like you can pick five artists that don't have that many combined. <laughs> And they've like, got classic slappers. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, so um, the only the only time you see um, an act that has that much albums is probably like a compilation, a Ministry of yeah. Sound, now 58. <laughs> and he's going to say, now 64. Every year, do you know what I'm saying? Like, But um, with that, it just kind of goes to show, like, there's a lot of things that, you know, like as a soundbite, it's funny, but then you actually look into it, and it's not actually that funny, bro. Like, bro, it's far from um, funny. It's really, really sad. And thinking about the type of individual he was, because he's open and honest, he said that, "Yo, I was on the roads, but I wasn't a big boy." And his words, "I'm not." I was on a, um, I was on a big trap. I was a meaty. He I said was a meaty trap. I, I love the honesty. So you start thinking, is this thing worth it? Someone offers you sixty grand, young person. Even though I sit and laugh and got twenty four. I can understand why someone might might possibly sign that jet to take the money. And what? Yeah. I, I can, what, 60 racks? He said he went and bought a car. He did a few bits. You, and he's he's young. So, of course, in, yeah. in my late teens, early 20s, I would have, yeah, I would have given you. 60 racks? Vans, oh, I would have I I signed a 10 album deal for 60 bags. I swear to you. 1920. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Coming from nothing as well, like, you know. Um, and this is how a lot of these young, impressionable artists get got. So that this is why I appreciated that side of the interview because he was transparent in in the reasoning behind him signing that deal, you mm. know, and him working with um the other artists that he was with at the time and he was like, All right, cool. So what about my, my boy in it? S one, yeah. Yeah, let's split the let's split the sixty and yeah, we lit. <laughs> and get him patterned up, yeah. Yeah, not knowing that he signed a death row contract. Bro, even Sugar Knight wouldn't sign make you sign that. I don't that's think Sugar Knight's even got that in him. 24 yeah, albums? Yeah, because I think, the, the, I mean, <laughs> he's bumped some people, but the artists that he was dealing with weren't stupid, innit? Yeah. 
you know, them them man were already buzzing like properly before he had got to them. It was just let me bully my way into this game, like let me chat to Jimmy Iovine and <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But with Russ, yeah. I really appreciated the transparency and it kind of goes to I hope a lot of young um artists are, are looking at that and actually reading the small print or having someone read go through your contracts before signing the dotted line. Yeah, I think people because are like more... it's easy. It's easy to go to your because he said like you know he signed a contract, went to his mum, went to the other artist's mum, and it was. I'm not gonna know any about. I don't know anything. Ex- exactly. So they're they're and I think the people that presented them these contracts knew exactly what they were doing. Bro, if your son was keeping up a, a badness on the road, yeah, and there's this guy that's saying I'm gonna give him sixty grand to do music, your mum is saying yes right now because. Everything is better than what he's currently doing right now. Like you said, yeah. speaking to what you said, these people know that. And that's why after the laughs and the jokes, you realise that thing is very sick and twisted because people are taking advantage of people's situations. You know better, which is why from what I've looked at, that contract and those things are void and done because any person of any good legal standing will say, yeah, that was signed on the duress and that contract holds no weight. 24 albums and the company's called Press Play. He isn't the only person to have an accusation. They allegedly um, got someone to sign for two in a queue of, of, of weed and that. Like, so, and they came out and they, they, they tried to defend themselves. But in the defense, in my opinion, you're telling on yourself because their angle was mm. like, we're supporting, no one else was supporting. None of you guys are posting Russ before us. We didn't know who the hell he was. That's why we weren't posting him. <laughs> yeah, don't do, don't do all that. We, yeah, so when, when, people, when people start doing deflection, you, for me, their response showed guilt all over, innit? That's life. That's business. Unfortunately, people are sharks. They'll try and take advantage of what they can take advantage of. From the sounds of it, he's out of that situation from what he said on there as well. So yeah, applause to him. Um, and yeah, no, good interview. He's back in a good space. You know, we got the song Body with him and Tion Wayne. Yeah. What are you saying? Um, is this a gun lean or Keisha Becky 2.0? Is he, does he make the same sounding music all the time? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I loved yeah. how Zizi pulled him up on that. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. It was funny, man. And um he's gonna he's got he's got a fan base. Um clearly, because whenever he makes a song, a million views immediately. Yeah, they don't always hit though. It's like when this style of song, this one. Yeah, yeah. This, like, this, yeah, this, this style, style of song. Of, yeah. This um he knows like you know he's trying to defend himself on um, to to Zizi, but deep down he knows what works, and why not continue the formula? Yeah, him and him and Tion Wayne of the Tion, and I think it's a good place we're at with this conversation. He for me has performed the best on drill because he gives you variation on his flows. He just knows what to do on the beat when it comes to certain songs and like songs where. We can tell this is one that's gonna kind of mash up the dances, mash up the roads. It's not the most gassy in terms of street content. This isn't he isn't making or his drill appearances aren't the ones for the guys that wear the ballet. Mm. It's not for them. But it's the good in between of that and like commercial or mainstream, even though it's, it's weird to call that kind of music commercial, but like he kills the verse because his his verse on the is it Keisha Becky? Or no, is it the Gunley remix? From then I was Keisha. like, yeah, to you. Keisha Becky, to... I think he got um, two verses. Yeah. He spins them. Yeah, he, he spins, spins them. them. He spins them. No. He definitely spins them. Yeah, he's got he's got the cadence for it. Um, 
And for me, like he, you know, he experiments with his flows on these type of songs and it works. Do you um, want to see him keep doing drill? Because he's got even got a song with Mist called Deluded, which he spins as well. Put like, your bum in the air, let me... Mm-mm. Mm, mm-mm. <laughs> you fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me, are you deluded? <laughs> <laughs> the kickback's all lethal, Stardog, killing my people. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nah. Um, He's got quotables, bruv, like... Yeah, 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 he does. And, he, works you know, on, he, he works in his space, bruv. Listen, man, and, you know, NSG options, his verse was cold. Fam, <laughs> like, Tion Wayne, you deserve your flowers, bro. Yeah, man. Um, I can't sit here and say that I don't take him in, like, you know, when when he, when there's a song that he drops. I listened to it. I wasn't a fan of his project, though. I cannot lie. Yeah, that that, that didn't slap. It that didn't. didn't it didn't Even work um, for me. Even the, um, the song um, with M24, London. Mm-hmm. South London girl, Mm-mm. yeah, he's 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 even on I don't know with my man and Stormzy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he hasn't missed, yeah. bruv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you are right. Wayne's World Three was very missable. The only song I really relaxed on it was probably two out of ten. Um, that's the scoring I would give the the entire project. Wouldn't recommend. Hey man, podding for the crib. We're getting the the, the real Mister Vance is back. <laughs> nah, and and do you know what? I had a high expectations because I was like, this guy's on a run. Let's hope that he gives us something, you know, to kind of compliment that. But it was a forgettable project, in my opinion. You know, he had um a couple of people on there. He had Ling Hustle on there, I think it was. You mm. know, and I wanted to see, you know, but then he tweeted out something the other day. You know, you're gonna get a lot from more from me this this summer and I hope he's right so I he's hope getting, he, he said he's right. getting back to the um, to, to the, the old on. him like yeah I'm kind of like yeah the drill stuff's kind of on pause you know, I, I, I hate when artists do that but then I understand why they do it okay talk to me talk to me why you, you hate it talk about why, why you understand I hate it because like I feel like it's kind of you admitting that you're not necessarily comfortable or happy where you are right now or who you've become okay okay for you to go back to the for you to go back or for you to announce that you're going you're saying don't worry go go i'm going back to my old stuff which doesn't necessarily promote growth as an artist but Mm. then sometimes it's to remind people that yes man still has this in the chamber but i believe that you should be able to demonstrate that regardless. I think he's, if I'm stepping to his shoes and a nice white Prada tracksuit, I think Donnie is just being brutally honest and responding to the noise out there of the girls kind of, like a lot of girls, they like the Wayne's World series. They like, see that vibe you get with him on 2 out of 10 with Juan Aysen? Mm-hmm. There is that side of T on that. People like Essie, like if it was to have Essie on now, she would name you all the classics, all the gala tune, and then the drill mm-hmm. stuff. He didn't come up doing that. So yeah. a lot of those songs that we've even quoted, he's on people's rhythms. They're not his songs. So yeah. you know that he's making guest appearances. It's kind of just saying, listen, I went over there to have fun. And it worked initially to the point where I kept on doing it, but I'm just getting back to the essence of who I am and what you don't love me for. So I get yeah. what you're saying. But I think from like maybe 
what you're saying in regards to you understanding you hating. I don't think it's overly cynical. I think it's just more of like, no, I'm listening to my fans. I'm listening to people out there. Some people are jaded. They want me to revert to my old stuff. Some people are obviously like, oh yeah, cool. Tion's cool over there, but where's that stuff that we love you for as well, isn't it? So yeah, that's, I think, a, that's I, a fair I point. Think, I think it's more of that. I tell you where you're coming from. I get why it'd be annoying because like, what are you trying to say? What like, you look at this stuff as kind of, if I was Russ and I'm not trying to create issues between both of them, I'd be like, I could possibly look like, Ra, what, you think this thing me and you did is dead? Why are mm. you so quick to say like, oh, I'm going to be off this soon? Nah. Yeah. Even if people think it's saying me, a lot of people online say the song's dead. For me, Body ain't my favourite song, but it's unbelievably catchy and it racked up views and streams in the first 48 hours on a madness. So clearly yeah, yeah. people like it, innit? You know, so yeah. there's clearly people that like it. And but, it's part of the reason yeah. why I say, um, you know, I also understand it because like you said, you're responding to a lot of the noise um, and it builds suspense. So when it yeah. is trying to drop, you have our attention, you have my attention, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to yeah. go. Um, but he's a talented individual. I like Tion. Um, so, yeah, oh, it will be interesting to see what he does produce um, in, in the summer to come because it's at a moment where, you know, things are opened up again or things yeah. will open up again. So there's no time like the, the like the present, man. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see. Just before we get off this, uh, just to kind of wrap up the bits about Russ, like I so said, we both enjoyed the the interview. I think we got to understand him more as well in regards to him. Like I said, like him, someone like him was a little bit annoying online, very verbal, always instigating stuff. But again, person was honest and say, yo, I went for a period and my sister died and I just didn't care about any, anybody else. She's not here, so I'm lashing out. And I like that we're having this, our platforms are growing where more people can speak. Um, yeah. But there was something that kind of popped up. So I don't know if you're aware, um, ZZ's always been, ZZ Mills has always been kind of, from her her perspective, critical of drill music. Now, she isn't the only person to to have um, some critique and fairly in some aspects as well. I do hear, hear where she's come from on a certain level. And one of the Donnie's from like Mixtape Madness who tweeted out, if I had massive outbursts, outbursts, sorry, about hating drill, then I went on to continuously do interviews with drill artists as part of their marketing campaign and then go on to sign with a label promoting prominent in the drill scene, you would label me a dot, 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 dot. Now I read that and I'm like, he's definitely talking about ZZ. I just yeah, absolutely to, to throw that in there. How do you feel? Someone like her is being critical of drill. Do you look at her funny or like, mm, why are you having these drill artists on your platform? Um, How do you feel about that sentiment? Yeah, I, I don't think she hates the individuals that partake in it because at the end of the day, she's a big woman and a lot of these guys are young. I think a lot of it is to attempt to maybe try to see where they're coming from. Here is an opportunity to prove me wrong. You're coming on this platform. I'm asking you questions. What do you say to what I think about drill? Mm. Um, So... I do get that element, but, you know, to the external lens, sometimes people can see that and be like, you hate this genre. Why are you getting these young bucks to come on here to do no, what? I, I understand that, but I think the real truth is she will get away with that maybe combative stance, even though I don't think it really is, but that's how some people view it because she's a woman. One. Yeah. Two, pretty privileged. Three, this, the platform is big and growing, you know? So why wouldn't you go on there and talk? And there's mm. also the element of 
ego plays a part. Artists might be the might be want to be the one to kind of challenge her and push back and stand up for the genre, you know, and be the one that kind of you know put a muzzle on ZZ Mills in the sit down and got the better of her. People have egos in it, so I can see that also playing a part. And it's not her fault if they want to come on. If if people share my man's sentiment, I don't think he can only get onto her. If she said what she said about the genre and you feel that way about it that strongly, why are you going on there? ZZ is, has got her platform to where it is and, you know, people are going to go on there. It's just how the game goes. I love you said that way, yeah. It's just how the game goes, man. So, um, you know, and it's funny because like a lot of them go on there and try and move to her. <laughs> Yeah, she had Russ. Yeah. She had Russ moving, moving like a shy boy on there and that. Mm. Yeah, man was that. man was fidgeting. Like, do you think you we know. can get away with that as men? Imagine, imagine you having an interview with a girl and go, oh, I'd have you going brazy with your tongue soon, Wait, fam, they, bruh, fam. They, they're gonna say to us that, yeah, you misogynist nigga, you sexualized the women's and that. Yeah, I think when you're a man on, you know. Uh, there's double standards to things in it and this is and where is what they it is. Uh, it is what it is you know there's times where we may benefit from it and then there's going to be times where women benefit from it and in this case i think the man them when they're speaking to a woman especially in a public forum they need to have a little bit more tact yeah especially can't be, like can't be too horny enough. yeah especially in a situation where like you know they've this is their first time meeting in person as she had mm. said on the interview. So yeah. it would be, you know, for him to say something else mad, it will incriminate him more so than it would her. No, and that's just how man. society looks at it, you know. And, you know, that's not my fight. I, I, can't, I can't die on that hill. <laughs> no, no. You know, I think we need even to start getting more comfortable with the double standards. Yeah, there's double standards. Yeah, here's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And accepting it and moving accordingly with that, then, you know, Bob's your uncle with that but the main thing what I took from this interview is to uh, for these young artists to lawyer up lawyer up properly and you know we'll we'll probably like one day have a proper discussion um, about music contracts and blah 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 we have a music lawyer friend you know oh, that can yeah, come yeah. In and sit down with us big him up um, actually um Wale, cool. what was he in? in, in um, I seen post something. Um, Billboard.com, um, you know, placed him as uh, one of Billboard's 2021 top music lawyers. That's crazy. Yeah, and he's the youngest um, in that whole list. And, he, and, and he's not even a partner yet. Yeah, he hasn't even made partner yet. Um, so yeah, shout outs to him, man. I spoke to him earlier. Um, and yeah, we will have him on the show again because he's we had been him on, the show on years ago and that. That's when yeah, he was all so early, green and that. Yeah, early, early off the cuff, but um, yeah, yeah. he'll come back and you know he will we'll actually get you know to the nitty and gritty for those that are interested. I I know that there's a lot of people that will be interested in that that conversation yeah. there because yeah. we are still a music podcast. I know yeah, 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 while yeah. Having fun over the last <laughs> few weeks, but I think <laughs> in case people forgot, we still love and debate music. But also to our defense, there has been a lot of massive music releases in terms of albums. There's been a mm-hmm. lot of singles and stuff for the last few weeks and just stuff's happening your birthday, 
there's been loads of like nice cultural things to kind of dis- discuss in it. And we're well versed, you know, we're versatile, we're, you know, multifaceted. We can discuss other yeah, things yeah. as well. But... Our, listen- our listeners are, um, will enjoy whatever we come with. But come at on, the same time, it's like, you know, we want to get back to our core as well. And get back really to the essence, man. Talking. Yes, really start talking about this music and, um, you know, having these these nice healthy debates. No, so it's important. Even though before we do get off this, um, and you saying obviously like we want to have these conversations, I think I re- mentioned it last week, but it's been happening again. Rebecca Ferguson, formerly of X Factor, she's been reading off tweets all throughout this afternoon and the evening about oh, really? the situation. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening. Jedward, I saw them firing off. So whilst we're even talking about that like, press play situation and Russ, this isn't something unique to young kids from the ends. This happens at the highest level of entertainment, and um, yeah, um, Simon Cowell's label Psycho have been called out massively right. you know and she's the way she's she's firing off the burner um yeah digitally by the way yeah I might say. yeah yeah and she yeah, yeah she's she's seeing like she's really ready to talk about what's been going on what's happened behind the scenes so yeah i don't think that story has ended we're definitely going to revisit it properly but it's a yeah, shrewd from, business at the end yeah. of the day um and she's set, set, set up a petition like she wants to overhaul um how the music industry does business and what's the quick little two which i can find on quickly uh, yeah, yeah. So she wants to change the music industry. Of, of our, they're trying to create create something called the music industry ombudsman. So we should okay. basically change how how the music industry operates and allow artists to feel safe and protected. So yeah, there's um, there's like I said, there's not a lot of legs still on this story. Yeah, and we're gonna. I think oh, I hopefully. Uh, Artists are at risk, right? They are, bro. We even, we even um, had little stuff about how Misha B was treated. Like, yeah, man, just because it's reality TV on on this big channel and that, and yeah, we we get the boy bands and that. Like, one day I'm sure One Direction will tell us their story, and I'm and I'm sure it's not all sweetness and light and daffodils and running through the uh, <laughs> through the greenery and that. Like, yeah, yeah, and and sometimes like you have to kind of, um understand why things come to an end you know when Mm. when things seem like they're at the top they're at the highest and then it comes to an abrupt end without any explanation don't put it past your mind that there could be some shady business that's going on and the artist just wants out big facts um and it's crazy because earlier I saw a tweet um, from at Africa Facts Zone on Twitter. Okay. An artist named Wise Kid has been making um, 30 million Naira monthly since October 2020 by copying WizKid's music on Apple Music and Amazon. He released an album and named it Las Giddy Made, then copied the names of... Whiskid's songs and albums. Now he is getting a huge chunk of Whiskid's streams. That's so, about fifty bags. I think uh, it's around seventy bags monthly. It depends how far how far the narrow's falling. Because I'm looking at this like uh, dollar Google dollars. It. I'm talking about dollars. Sorry. Oh, dollar. Okay, sorry. Dollars pounds sterling. So yeah, fifty bags pounds sterling. About seventy bags. I mean, if you can hustle, <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying I support it, but a yeah. bit of me respects it. So there's Wiz Kid and there's Wise Kid. Yeah. Shouts out to Wise Kid, man. 
You're really wise. Fam. <laughs> I'm what? Man could have been running this scam if, if it wasn't for these pesky meddling kids. Man could have been running this scam for a minute. Oh, yeah. Cutting so, yeah. Through. Here, wise kid earns $73,000 US dollars monthly from copying WizKid's music. WiseKid went as far as copying WizKid's social media usernames. He used the handle um, WiseKidaya on Instagram and Twitter. He has deactivated his Twitter account and just changed his Instagram handle to Ayaboya Official. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm no music lawyer. I don't know anything about lawsuits, laws or anything like that, but a lawsuit must must be you know underway somewhere. Yeah, run some peace though. You enjoyed you chopped, but run some peace though. Yeah, bro, run some peace. Bro, 70, 70 bags since October last year, yeah. That is you're calm. You're yeah, up. I need some new grills. I need some new grills. Run some run some peas. You're up. Yeah, yeah. Run some back. Yeah. You know, at first you were the dusty don that couldn't get into the club. Now you're boiling out. <laughs> and people are like oh, bitch. you you had sold no records. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gone platinum. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Um. And do you know what? This could open up a, a a plethora of like so many other things that has the genuine artists at risk. To me, it's true. It's true. Because it's probably very from easy like, from like autocorrector typing a wise kid rather than whiz kid. That's yeah. Probably part 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 of parcel of where he was able to cut through as well. Yeah. Without being unchecked, because like a lot of people listen to their music on the go, and I know that we're in a pandemic, so I guess like we're paying attention to more because we're just sitting at home. But at the same time, a typo is still manageable. And if your song, it's not like they've changed. If I'm right, it's not changed before. It's the actual songs. All my man's done is just yeah. So if you're there listening yeah. to Essence, you don't know. You don't care if it says Wise Kid or Whiz Kid. You're yeah. enjoying Essence. Yeah. So like, it's. <laughs> It's mad. So, like, for example, um, you know when you get, like, your replay music stats from, let's yeah. say, Apple Music, Whiskid, 52 hours, you've played 52 hours of Whiskid, and Wisekid is shortly underneath him playing 41 hours. Wisekid's so, getting, uh, getting the hours getting, in. He's getting the hours in more so than Pop Smoke and Burner Boy and DeVito. Shouts out to Wise Kid, man. You finesse. I hope you save some money, bro, because they're going to come and get the rest of it. Save that money because they're going to come and get it. Mm. Um, yeah. That's funny still. Yeah. <laughs> man, like, Wise, you know. Oh. Trying to think. Who else has got a name out there where someone could probably flip and, and cut through? Because hmm. he, he can't be the only one. And this also doesn't help the um, the allegations of um, the Nigers being the uh, the fraud boys of the world and that, you know, these they don't help our cause. Yeah, further per- um, perpetuates that, isn't it? Even though so, it's like a, it's a shit stereotype, and yeah, like yeah, the yeah, Philippines, absolutely. Pakistan, India, Russia, you know, a lot of these places are actually way higher on the list when it comes to fraud. We just, you know, we've been tarred with that brush unfairly because a few guys, you know. <laughs> a few guys have chopped people need to understand that fraud is uh it it's part of the economy it's white collar crime bro that's what Fam. it's called 
We don't wear white collars in Nigeria. We are badder. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, fraud is like, listen, a lot of people have really chopped from this F thing, like, Bro, you like, fraud? You, you, you want to see what's going on in the UK with the Conservative government? It gets yeah, worse. There, there was some news about Rishi Sunak and a company that David Cameron allegedly had shares in. Bro, I, I, yeah. There's I don't mind. Every I don't week. Mi- I don't mind the the, the young little F-boys deets in them, man. Deets them. Yeah, bro. Rob this. These Amiri jeans ain't going to buy themselves. Those are the duns that you should be taking from. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, mate. Sometimes you mate. got to rob Peter to pay Paul, man. It is what it Aye, is, man. Listen, in this life, allegedly, have money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. have money or yeah, let's have some sense. One or two, man. Ideally, both in it, but it is what it is, man. I want to um say massive shouts out, love, respect, a thousand salutes to the to the young kids at Pimlico Academy School for their for their protest over the last week. Um. They staged a protest. It was in regards to some like racial bias, discriminatory policies, some real like draconian laws in regards to hair, afros, hijabs. Um, yeah, I just love the fact that they were on smoke. I love collective action because I went to St. Thomas Apostle College 02 to 07. So if anyone's listening and you know that era, the hair I have right now, Vans, I couldn't have had this in school. They had a really? real, they had a, and it made me feel upset, maybe maybe a little bit ashamed, maybe disappointed in myself that like, at the time, we didn't recognise it for what it potentially was and is. So you couldn't have really, really low hair, like mm. lower than like a level one or 0.5. Mm. And you couldn't have your hair as high as, you couldn't have an afro when I was in school. You couldn't have that, you know, and they used to, inf- they used to enforce the law like, but they were police, you know. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's like, where do they get, why is it us to be at the hands of these decisions? Mm. You know, because like, we should be allowed to wear our our hair in in its natural form, in in its natural essence. Why Why can't you have hair like that? Now, bro, think about the time period we're in now. We're in a pandemic where everything's actually been closed. Most of these kids haven't gone to the barbers. So you're telling kids that are coming back after like continuous lockdowns and periods at home that they can't have afros. Like our hair don't grow. Like I, I want to understand, like, even I don't want to, but if I'm trying to be sensible and fair, what's the actual logic behind that? There isn't one other than what we think and call it out as being is like it's a discriminatory policy against people that look like me and you. That's the only Absolutely. way I can see it. Absolutely, because how we're viewed upon in society, it's never acceptable. So they try to police our look as well. When oh, so they said are... um, hairstyle. Sorry, that blocked the view of others. That's what they were. That's how they described the that rose. What? Yeah. It don't make no sense, does it? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like. You ha- you have to really actually call it out for what it is, because yeah. these are just stupid, frivolous excuses. Mm. Like, I love how them much, because they how much is it really blocking? What? <laughs> they're well, they've they're got and... like there's a wall. Is they actually like there's a wall, bro? It's not like sideshow Bob is in your school and that, and you can't see the 
the flipping, the board and that. Mm. And if so, let that Donny sit at the back, man. You know, like, yeah, I just, I'm reading through the, the, the Guardian article and I think in September 2020, students took down and burned a Union Jack flag that had been erected outside their school. Four weeks earlier, pupils had started a petition in response to, obviously, the, the hair policy. And they all, also were upset about the lack of support following the um, Black Lives Matter protests that took that obviously took place last year. So this is like a, a lot of reasons to why they were very upset. So I love seeing this, man. Like what did upset me when I'm reading an article and I was looking on social media was that they obviously staged like a protest in the playground, didn't go to lessons and obviously shouted, we want change. But apparently like, I don't know if this was the head headmaster himself or just senior members of staff at the school. They mm. called the police in. Not that they did anything to the kids, but there was a police presence when this was happening. And that right. to me is very, very worrying. Like very, very worrying that, you know, these are kids, these are minors who have every right to use their voice and collectively come together for something that they feel is important that you would then have a police presence in the middle of this, in their school. That's sad for me to see, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, my, my, my love and respect to them. Like uh, I rate them so highly, but I just love seeing on social media, like, yeah, man, a little bit of disruption. I like a little bit of chaos. You know, it's not like it went out of hand. They just held them accountable. I saw one child with their phone, like walking behind their headmaster and asked him, have you got anything to say for yourself? Donnie was quiet, you know, and eventually had to bow to pressure, had a meeting with some of the, um, like the, maybe like six or so members of, um, six or so pupils. And they were able to, you know, come to some agreement. So yeah, I love seeing that, man. These kids are a little bit more socially aware than some of us were and they're a bit more on smoke. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. And understanding that you can revolt and um, really make a difference in numbers and, you know, with the increasing influence of social media to to add pressure. You know, like, there's nothing that you can say to that because at Mm. the end of the day, um, I can get a bunch of people to support this cause and you know, put your foot down and say, we can't have this. We're not having this. This is the majority of your school. This is what makes your school tick. This is what, when we do well, it it boosts your credibility. Do you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we're going to move on and do our respective things and achieve things as an individual. But your school reputation lies on us. Of course. Of course. So you need to respect what we are saying. And don't make that thing go viral because, boy. In this day and age, bro, the internet's not easy, bro. I just love seeing it, man. Because I remember being in school. That's when had... you start seeing applications drying up. For the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, I don't, you know, I don't no one care shows if I'm up on open day. I don't care if I'm in your catchment there. I don't care if my child would take a minute to walk to a school. I ain't going there because you lot are racist. Facts. Whether that's true or not, that's the perception. That's the narrative. Yeah. We're not on it. So yeah. I, I love seeing it. I was going to say, like, I remember being in, in secondary school, we had an incident where some white boy had said something and they were just, I remember I'd, at the time it not being dealt with appropriately and, like, they tried to hold, like, a big meeting and were very clear on saying this wasn't a racist thing and kept those two boys away from school. But I remember because it wasn't, wasn't handled correctly, and I can say this now because no one's going to know and we're all adults on that, them two youths got spun. Spun. We, yeah, weeks later, like not school related. Um, I feel if I'm right, I think it was at a park football times, and I know the Donny that did it 
it wasn't anything to do with football or playing and that. My man spun him because of the thing that was said in school. Mm. You know? And that just is what it is. You know? The school could have handled it appropriately and that may never have happened to that kid. But at the same time, I'm kind of happy it happened because like, you can say what you want. But for some people, there's going to be a reaction. You know? Yeah. Yeah and, that, yeah, and that just is what it is. So, and even for these kids, I didn't feel like there were voices being heard. Like, I know people that can relate to listen to this. All through last year, when we had the BLM protests. Not a peep from their from their office. Nothing was even wasn't even acknowledged. You know, and some people don't care for it. I personally don't give a toss, just because I just look at it as, it is what it is. But for the people that want that, how can something be so big in the news cycle and it's not acknowledged? And especially if you've got a lot of people of color in your workplace. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It's um, Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, it's it's um and you just like there's a lot of things that's going on in the in the world right now. Um, you know, looking at the the laws that have been passed in France. Oh, this whole hijab thing. What's the yeah, um, I need to actually. It's find... a banning. Did they say is it if you're under the age of eighteen or wearing a hijab, or is it over? Sorry, let me. We can both pull up now. Google's our best friend. Yeah. Okay, so they've currently put a ban in for Muslim women under the age of 18 to not wear hijab in public. Do you know how crazy that is? Just just from a, a, a basic level. Bro, it's mad because it's like when people are going to be racist, you're going to have that. You're going to have Islamophobes, you're going to have people, any phobias and isms and schisms, yeah? But when it's state mandated, when it's codified in law, you're encouraging those elements to come out. That's the only way I can look at it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like when it's when it's set in stone, like this is the law. So what's then going to happen is, okay, cool. I'm reading, apparently someone that's been around for a little while maybe wasn't overly enforced, but now they're reiterating it. If the police don't overly enforce it, the public will say stuff, you know? Yeah, and what's that yeah. going to mean for our Muslim brothers and sisters over there, um, or Muslim sisters specifically, when they're walking out in the street? I can't imagine it's going to be a pleasant experience. You know, for those that want to just be like, no, I'm still wearing my hijab. You know, you're going to have people pulling up on you saying, raw, how old are you? Show me your ID. Like, there's just so many places things can go up. The, the hate crime, without being long-winded, is going to go up. The rate of hate crimes are going to go up in France. I can yeah. see that happening. Because what you're doing is you're siding with a section of people that already discriminate against, um, you know, uh, Islam. Mm. as a whole you know um and, and look at the global stigmatization of islam and uh, you know like the 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 stereotypes that it comes with not actually knowing that it's one of the most peaceful religions about do you know what i'm saying you know like yeah. and i'm not the most religious person but you know i've i've grown up around um islam a lot of muslim people you know friends that i've had and you know it's it's beautiful like and just taking the time out to understand it yeah is all that it takes but people are just you know dripped in you know racism um and 
you know, just a lot of hate, things that they don't understand because it's foreign to them. And yeah. And when you have governments and the media perpetuating that, who does that help? Yeah, it's um I don't I don't I don't know how they get to this. I'm reading and say it says apparently this is from like two thousand and four. So this isn't a new bill. Um and initially it was or originally it was proposed because they were saying it's meant to protect young Muslim women. So under the guise of oh, these people are being forced to wear this head wrap, this headscarf, let's protect I'm sorry, them. But... The French government have no right or no leg to stand on when it comes to, you know, how they think they young Muslim women will will, will be protected. Yeah. Apparently they're trying to ban halal meat. There was a time they banned the burqas. Like, I don't obviously ever want to be disrespectful to people's religions and how they've been raised. I think like the niqab. Yeah, I think like the niqab where like it's only your eyes on show, like the full veil. Mm -hmm. I can understand if you're in this Western world and maybe there's been a highlight of level of terror attacks and especially space we're in now where people want to see everybody. Those I can, those I get. I'm not going to pretend like I don't, even, even if people are doing it via the root of Islamophobia for their own agenda, I can understand why in this society we live in, here, mainland Europe, France, etc. why things like the niqab, the full veil, where you don't see someone's face, would be a problem for some people. But the hijab, please, bro. I'd like, And you're also putting them women down as like a monolith. There may be some women that have been forced to do that. I'm not going to even like negate that. But a lot of people have choice. They have, you know, autonomy, agency over their religion, their beliefs, their body. If they choose to wear the head wrap, it's their choice to do it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, um, and you know, I'd, like they need to do something. I know that the French or, or the oppressed people of France really know how to protest. Oh yeah. Yeah. The man. Yeah. yeah we, that, that's one thing I'm sure of. Like, if, like if you go to a bookies, there's no point in betting. You're not going to win yeah. much money. Like, yeah. They're not always going to be on smoke. Yeah. Absolute smoke. Um, so, but it's weird because I, mean, I don't. I didn't know France to be this Islamophobic, and I started thinking, where are you familiar with the magazine? It's called Charlie Hebdo. Yeah. Where like every few years they have like they tried to they drew the Prophet Muhammad and where they do something to agitate and irritate and poke the Muslim world. So I don't I don't know if that's indicative of the French and the culture they're in at the moment. But like when I start piecing stuff together, I'm like, so you're trying to ban halal meat. You've banned the burqa before. This bill about the hijab has been from 2004, so it's not new. You add the Charlie Hebdo. What's the mood like in France with regards to people from the Muslim world? Is there a bit more of an agenda here? Is something going on? Because I think France has always been drenched in that. You know, um, I think that France is bad vibes. They've always been, um, bro, um, a lot of France is racist. Um, just looking at the history, um, just looking at family issues that we've had over there. You okay, know? okay, you can um, speak to because you got you. You still got people out there and stuff. Still got people out there, you know. And I spent the first few years of my life there. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying. So, like, my 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 pops has had issues. Okay. Um, and a lot of it was a lot of that prompted my parents to dip can't deal with that over here yeah 
you know. So I've never seen France as an innocent, as an innocent place, especially like when you've got a national football team who is full of blacks, black, um, you know, and it's not just you know, the West, Central and stuff. It's like the Northern regions of Africa. Yeah, Algeria, they're a lot more Morocco. Fair, but yeah. they're all Muslim. And mm. they're bringing success to your country when it comes to sports. So these, yeah, are like, the, these are the people that are winning the gold for you. Yeah. When France won the World Cup, the last World Cup, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, who is it? Who is it? Um, like there was only what? How many genuine French um, players were in the in the side? I can't remember. It was just bare uh, black Olivier, boys. <laughs> yeah, Olivier bare Giroud, blacks. Olivier Giroud, and um, Antoine Griezmann. I'm sorry, man. Giroud's Italian, man. <laughs> that male model. Hugo my, my man's an, Yeah, my, my man's an Armani model. Yeah, Giroud. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, France is bad vibes, man. That's all I have to yeah. say on that. And, okay, um, you know, the people, you know, the, there's going to be huge pushback, and mm. rightly so. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm seeing it online a lot, and I'm, and I'm happy that people are pushing back. And But yeah, I was just, just as we was talking, those that Charlie Hebdo thing just popped up to me, and I was like, hmm. And even when you were saying those stuff about, like, obviously family, your parents moving over here because it was just bad vibes. I remember reading a stat that like France would be like a third world country if it wasn't for all the money they get from all these African nations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and they're crippling these African nations economy with all their draconian laws and powers draining their resources. So yeah. Yeah, man. It's It's, it's uh, taxing. It's really taxing. Put it this way. I don't care about going to the Eiffel Tower. I'm all right. There's an Eiffel Tower in Croydon. It's cool, man. Crystal Palace. (laughs) Yeah. There's one in Crystal Palace, man. I'm cool, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, that's that's I mean, from members. <laughs> a be- beautiful sight when you go up there, but, bro, Paris is the ghetto, man. Like, don't let the fucking media fool yeah, you. Yeah, I heard Rome, Paris is a dirty, grimy, nasty city. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's like, you know, I only enjoy my time there because, you know, I get to see my family. But other than that, I don't want to be in a city full of cobbles and sewage. You could just smell all the time. Ah, dog shit okay. everywhere. No one's picking up their dog shit. Like, it's just a dirty place. Yeah, you need them them white uh, middle-class mums from Clapham and that. They'll clean that place up quick, boy. Immediately. Yeah, no more dog shit in the area. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. But um, we can go to some, uh, some good music news. We've got the Brits nominations. Yeah. They're out for 2021. Um... I know I sent some across to you. We can break down some of these and see our, our thoughts, our opinions, and who we think is going to win, who was deserving, blah, de, blah, blah, Um So, yeah, I pull it up. So, we got the sponsor by MasterCard. So, album of the year. If I go to the nominees, we've got Arlo Parks for Collapsing Sunbeams, Celeste, Not Your Muse, Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia, Jay Huss, Big Conspiracy, and Jesse Ware, What's Your Pleasure? And that's MasterCard Brit Album of the Year. Album of the Year. Let's keep it a buck. Have you, what have you listened to other than Jay Huss? 
Be honest. <laughs> it's the Brit Awards. <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and say that um, I will, um, that like um, I don't listen to Jesse Ware mm. because I do. Okay. Um, Jesse Ware's first album, Devotion, for me was was a great was a great album. Um, yeah. To to the point where I even wanted to see her on tour. Okay, dope. So yeah, for for those that don't know about Jessie Ware, um, I'm not too familiar with her now. This was like 2013 times I'm talking. She really had a great album called Devotion. Yeah. So you go back and listen to that. I didn't. I wasn't even aware that she was still making music like that. So big ups to her for being on there. But uh, Dua Lipa, not too familiar with her stuff. I saw her perform at the Grammys, and I know that she is from here. So. You know, it's it's always good to see people from here doing doing bits and bobs, whether they're from the culture or not. Um, but yeah, J Huss for me is still an album that I listen to till this day. It's a strong album from top to bottom. Yeah. No video. No promo. No promo, no nothing. And it's a leaked number one as well album. before it. Yeah. Leaked before, yeah, leaked. It's a number one album. Go get that, man. I, I want to see him win that. No, I would absolutely love to see him win it. And like I said, I'm not going to pretend like I've listened to much from the Amazon there. I have it under good authority that Arlo Parks and Celeste album were really good. Right. I have it under good authority. And I hope the person that's fed me that information is accurate and on the money. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I, I'm with you, bro. I'd love to see Huss do that. I think it's amazing that he's even considered in that category. You know, for album of the year, it would. So, do you know what? I think we're at this point now where it's it's an out. It's we should be outraged if he wasn't. Oh, you know, I took your shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Should be outraged because if you think about what this country produces, yeah, this is one of the best talents that we have across any genre in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, like this is not um, uh, an album that should be pigeonholed. This shouldn't be an artist. A lot of us shouldn't be pigeonholed just to our categories. Like, we are what um, is keeping this country buzzing. We're, right. we're at the forefront at the moment. And we're producing great albums that are charting, that are going number one. So why wouldn't we be up for a Brit Awards? And to be fair, in, in this space, uh, as much as, of course, we hope it's off, like, the good music and stuff, it's the people that have charted the highest. They're the ones that usually get nominated. So if your album goes number one, it'll almost be criminal for you not to be nominated. Absolutely criminal. But then, yes, that's part of the criteria. But is it good? Has it have, Does it have any cultural relevance? Does it hold any weight when you place it in any room? You know, all these publications has, have, have to catch up now. They've got no choice. It's criminal to them that if they don't acknowledge our shit. Yeah. Because not only like, yeah, it could be number one, but it's it's selling. Mm. You know, singles are doing well simultaneously with the album. So don't ignore us. <laughs> like, it's not a small boy that is executive producing 
Jay House's album. This is J5, bro. Like, he's done it countless of times. Yeah, plaques on plaques. Plaques on plaques. You know, and so, yeah, like, and all the other, uh, you know, uh, producers that worked on the album, you know, TSB and them man there, like, you know. Like, come on, man. Yeah, now I'm with you. Okay, let's go to a few more. Let's go. Um, we can go female solo artist, Arlo Park, Celeste, Dua Lipa, Jessie Ware, Leanne LaHavis. Leanne LaHavis had a had a uh, a really nice album last year, self-titled. Yeah, so, yeah quite a few of those ladies were obviously in the um, nominations for album of the year. So if you're not up for female solo artists, that'd be a bit weird as well. So shout out to them. You then got male solo artists of the year, AJ Tracy, Heady One, Jay Huss, Joe Corey, or Curry if I'm pronouncing correctly, and then Youngblood. Um, the last two I've never heard of in my life. Nope, not going to pretend at all. Joel, Corey, and Youngblood. Yeah. We can only discuss the people that we know. AJ Tracy, Heady One, Jay Huss, who both, no, all three of them have had a great year in different ways. Mm. You know, Heady One, he's another person with a, a number one album, singles, big moments. Yeah. um, Features. All of these things uh, contribute towards this nomination. AJ Tracy, um, you know, I guess coming off the back of doing Ali Pali and his trajectory, like just keeps on rising, having a big single with um, H. Well, Rain, and then he had Kiss and Tell with Skepta. Well, but he's actually, well, Rain's 2020. So, but yeah, Labour Grove was the year before 2019. So yeah. But these these are all things that are leading towards like because um in a, in a, in a pandemic is like you have to have some sort of grace period because there was a lot of there was a time where things were stagnant. Very true. That's very true. Yeah, that's very true. You know. So um yeah, like and he's 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 a big deal. <laughs> he's a big deal now. He's a he's a star in the UK. Um, Jay Huss, he's been quiet but his music he's left the music to speak for itself which is what i i i really respect yeah i would i would like to see heady win that but i think it almost be making no sense let's say huss wins the um if huss was to get the album of the year and then not get a male solo artist that would be weird so what yeah. i think is going to happen is if he doesn't win album of the year he's definitely going to win male solo that would be the, that, like, that would be the consolidation one. I would be more happy for him to to win best um, album. Okay, because if we're keeping it a buck, there's a reason why these other Donnies aren't in the best album category. Hmm. Because the album speaks for itself. He's just produced this and left it alone. With best male artist, I feel like. There's other different components that goes into it where like Jay Huss hasn't been visible. He hasn't performed anywhere. Mm. You know, we haven't seen any videos like which contributes to people wanting to call you the best artist because like we're, we're actually seeing you. 
if you yeah, get what I'm saying. No, you're right. Visibility plays a part. Heady ones all over the place. We had the, the video for it, Princess Cuts with yeah. LT and Bugsy. Even I don't overly like the song at the moment in the snow with Burner Boy. My mama said I gripped the 50 like Vivica. Big line. I hear you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Heady's, Heady's been about and... We've seen, seen his him. face. We've seen yeah. his face. He had the moment with Drake as well. Um, you know, he's, he, uh, what was the other video that he had with H? He uh, was, I remember, yeah. He was, he was on, um, the young T and Bugsy don't rush. And that was a big moment during the pandemic as well. That was a big moment during the pandemic. So if your name keeps popping up in different instances, I think that's what contributes to you being the best male artist as opposed to, you know, best album. Best album for me is the important one, which artists always want. So yeah. it would be nice approval. to see it to go to Huss. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm with you. I'd love to see Huss win album of the year. And then, obviously, um, Heady get the male solo artist. Um, British group, we just obviously referenced Young T and Bugsy. So they're in there, along with Bicep, Biffy Clearo, Little Mix, the 1975, and obviously Young T and Bugsy. So, um, yeah, once again, I only know two people on that list, you know. Um, wouldn't surprise um, me if... Yeah, I'm aware if, um, of the 1975 and obviously Little Mix and um, Young T and Bugsy. I think with that, it's too soon for them to, to, to win it. I think they're a little bit out, out of their depth in, in, in regards to the, how big the others are. Okay, that's fair. It'll be it'll be a nice surprise like for them to win because I did enjoy their project. I've loved their singles. I've loved their contributions. Um, but I want to see an album now from them. Right, and they're coming out of a city that hasn't obviously got up north. Gets a lot. Of, they're from Nottingham. Doesn't get a lot of love and attention. So to see them cut through like that, it's was, a nice um, pattern as well. Because last year DBE were nominated for best group. Yeah. And to see Young T and Bugsy in there this year is great, man. It's just a testament to 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 their work. Mm. They're you know they're some wavy brothers. I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. Yeah, no, it's it's good. And um, I think we had this conversation when we were um, reviewing Nines' most recent project. It's nice to see that when you've got artists from like a certain street caliber, if they want to go a little bit left of what they do the options in terms of pop now are a lot more better and we accept them more. So if Nines wants to step out of his lane a bit, he can go and do NSG aeroplane mode. If Heady mm-hmm. wants to step out of his lane a bit now, he can go and do Young T and Bugsy princess cuts. And that's mm-hmm. not like pop music from like a derogatory standpoint. It's just vibes and banging music. And you know, it's going to chart because it's melodic and it's feel good and it's nice energy but you don't lose too much of yourself doing it. And they're from our culture, our scene, our space. Yeah. You know? So like yeah. that's, that's, they kind of bridge the gap. And I love seeing that from, from them. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Like these are the waves, but these are the melodic guys, but they still hold weight in the space, still hold respect and people know what they have to offer and what they, ha- what they have to offer is culturally relevant as well. So, um, it, it's um, good to see. Yeah. You know, so, other than that, um, I think the next on my list was Breakthrough Artist. Um, so you were saying that you think it's a little bit early for Young T and Bugsy. 
So if I'm if I'm looking at this, like I said, I don't know too many of the acts on there for British group. Let's say, argument's sake, Little Mix win. If they do, we then go to Breakthrough Artist and you've then got Arlo Parks, Bicep, Celeste, Joe Corey, Young Tiang, Bugsy. I want to be mad at them if they won in that category. Yeah. You know. But then I'm also looking at Arlo Parks, for example, who's nominated for Best Album, Female Solo Artist, and Celeste, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> the odds are that they would probably snatch those breakthrough yeah, because you're not. They may they may not win in other categories, so they've got to get given the other ones. And there's there's a lot more categories that they're included in, which yeah. goes in their favor. Yeah, I can't be nominated three or four times and not take home something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, well, this it's just one of them things where I think it's it may not happen for them, uh, mm. but your price still goes up when you when you're nominated for the biggest music award in the country. You know, fans. Let, let let them nominate us for a rated award for personality of the year. I don't care if we don't win. Live show, <laughs> five thousand seats. We're going viral. <laughs> yeah, it's lit. It's lit, man. Yeah. You know, acknowledgement is always great because this is like we do it for us, obviously. But it's always great to. It's always nice to feel acknowledged um, with all the great work that you know you're putting in. Yeah, listen, I'm off. I'm off the award show beef Grammys. This that clearly we all want to suck on the titty. We're here. We want to still be breastfed because we would have all these chats about boycotting and this and X, Y, Z. You remember one year, Retro was upset. It might have been at the Mobiles or someone. I remember the classic Craig David didn't, was it Brits? And he's nominated five times, didn't win nothing. Yeah. Clearly, we was doing, are we in, are we out? We're in. We're all in. We want to be here. So it is what it is. It's what you work towards, man. Um, and, and a lot of people would be lying to say that they didn't. And, you know, that's why they eventually turn and, and boycott these award ceremonies because of these things. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it'll be interesting, man. Um, you see, have you seen the British single best British single? Yes. I'm on her. Um, there's a lot on there. There's a lot on there. So obviously young T and Bugsy and heady one for don't rush. Simba featuring DTG Rover. I remember that song. That was a big song. Um, Regard and Ray Secrets. Nathan Dorr featuring KSI Lighter. Joel Corey featuring Emma Nike, aka Manekma back with Head and Heart. And then you've got Heady One featuring AJ Tracy and Stormzy. Ain't it different? Harry Styles, Watermelon H. Yeah. yeah. Um, so H and AJ Tracy take Keith and Rain. They're going to say Harry Styles with Watermelon Sugar. I wouldn't be shocked if that one won. I'm just putting it out there. Um, do a leap part. Have you physical. seen his tiny desk? Yeah. What do you think? I like Harry Styles. It's cold, isn't it? <laughs> I like Harry Styles. I ain't yeah. even going to lie. I like yeah. it. He won me over. And then so, I don't know if that's 220 kid or 220 kid and Gracie don't need love. So yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's 10... Uh, Am I reading correctly? Yeah, there's 10 um, mm. songs in British single with MasterCard. So, yeah, man, like, obviously, Biases, Young T and Bugsy, Heady One, Don't Rush would be amazing to see that win. Um, obviously, Heady One, AJ Tracy, Storms, Ain't It Different, and then AJ Tracy and H, Take Keith Rain. Oh, which I had hated the, Ain't It yeah, Different. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Like, I just, I, I would take the win, reparations in it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, facts, facts, facts. But 
personally, if I'm being, if I'm a better man, Harry Styles, Watermelon Sugar, I wouldn't be surprised if that won. Mm. That's just, that's just, that's just my opinion. Rover was a good song as well by Simba. No, no, so. no, no, Rover. Then he have um a remix with like who uh was it Rams was in the remix IVD or maybe um oh maybe you're thinking about you're, you're thinking about owner Ade Josh ah right right right, to right. The owner. yeah you're thinking about that song um so yeah and then what, what else we got same, same thing same things yeah same thing it's the vibes in it melodies <laughs> <laughs> I <feel> swing <laughs> yeah. international female solo artist Ariana Grande Billie Eilish Cardi B Miley Cyrus Taylor Swift um. I feel like Eilish Probably, is going to take that one. Eilish or Ariana Grande, personally, for me, we're going to take that. We've then got international male solo artist, Bruce Springsteen, Big Dog, yeah? It's big Dick Energy. One of my mum's faves. You know, he was fave, yeah? <laughs> my mum was into rock. <laughs> my mum was yeah? into rock. You're from an so, We need to have a chat one day about your house. You're from an eclectic household, bro. Yeah, the, you know we had we had a few um, of his joints in in the in the yard. What, on vinyl, yeah. Uh, CD actually. CD. CD okay. Yeah. Burner Boy, so Bruce, Childish Gambino. Yeah. Tame Impala and The Weekend. Who's I your money like on the week, I feel like if The Weekend loses this one, he's gonna absolutely lose the plot because he's already vexed at the Grammys. He said he's never showing up again. Bro, if the weekend doesn't win, yeah, I think this might be the best thing to happen to him for us early weekend music lovers. He's going to go back to the cocaine, white women, and we might get another House of Balloons. So run it. Don't give him the award. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that's for you lot, because I was never a fan. <laughs> oh, you, oh you, you was never on the weekend? Uh... I was, nah, House of Balloons, Thursdays, or wherever it was. You're not on it? Uh, yeah, I wasn't on it. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't. I couldn't get into him. Yeah. His influence is all over Take Care, so yeah, he's a he's he's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I can acknowledge that. Um, mm. You know, I'm trying but... to think, Burner's having a good run, you know, so it wouldn't surprise me if he wins that award. I wouldn't be shocked at all. He's probably deserving, I'd say. Yeah, you know, you, you just come off yeah. winning, a, um, you just come off winning a Grammy. Yeah, give me that, give me that Brit, bro. And I've been over here doing loads of collaborations with the artists. So like, you like the music label stuff behind the scenes. Loads of yeah, collaborations. Start you off. Start pawning you, you off, man. You've been doing that work, so yeah. One hand washes the other. Yeah, I need my award, yeah. isn't it? You, yeah. I, listen, it's clear. It's clear to me. People are playing the game, and it is what it is. So you did, you did the album with Diddy and Chris Martin. I had my misgivings, but you got your Grammy, so they better give you the Brit now as well. The only. The... Yeah, the the category that I'm not even going to acknowledge is international group. Well, because you, you don't know who any of those people are. I know Foo Fighters, um, Haim, and that's it. You don't know Run the Jewels? Nah. Killer Mike and, and LP? Oh, is that them? That's Killer Mike, yeah. That's Killer Mike and oh, Okay, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't aware of um, them as a collective, to be fair. You probably just know about Killer Mike from the activism stuff and being online and the Netflix documentary. That's what yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that white Donnie, he, he was actually in the documentary yeah, at one tri- point. I remember it's called he? Trigger Warning, yeah. That's his, that's yeah. his guy, that's who does music with. Yeah, um, I, I, I wasn't aware that they were they were putting out music this year. No, okay, yeah, no, they've, you know, they've been, they've been doing their thing in it, so. Shout out to them, um, man. 
Yeah, shout out to them. And then you've got British rising star Griff Parsalu and then Rina Sawayama, if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Listen, Parsalu has to take that back to commentary, fam. I don't think he will because his his name's been in the press recently with the with the mad thing. With the you know, even though he came out and cleared some things up, so he's not Wait, been have I missed something? Yeah, so um, someone passed away a few years, maybe maybe two, three years ago, I think, in his hometown. And from right. what he came out and said, it's actually someone that's a, actually a friend of his. Mm. Um, his name was kind of wrapped up in that, but from what he said, he's not actually being charged with anything. He's not involved in the case. He's right, co- right, right, cooperating right, right. With, with, the, with the authorities. I don't take that snitch, and I just take that as like, they want to know whatever they want to know. You know, and mm. I'm sure the family he, that he, that was his friend, they want justice for their child. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah absolutely. He's not, he's not been charged with any murder. Now, but he's just, he's, your name was caught up in something messy. Mm. So I don't think he'll win the Britain. If he still does, fantastic. That's great. And I feel like he's deserving. He's definitely, for me, the rising star. And that's that dope for him to see. But yeah, um, some news come out recently in regards to Parsalu. And uh, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't win the Brit this time around. There's, yeah, because there's been a lot of investment gone into Parsalu from the moment where we first discussed him as yeah. a J-Hus clone. He's kind of taken <laughs> things and, you know, gotten into his stride. We we recently saw him on Jimmy Fallon, which is huge. Yeah. Um, great set and production, whatever. And my family... We everyone's waiting to hear that outside, bro. Brookuto, Brookuto, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, and his his album was quite good. Listen, I've, I've got time for Parcel. I can see like the he's one. You know, like artist development. If they take their time with him, yeah, I can I can see some big things for him in it. So, yeah, I think that's where the list ends. If I'm right, so. I'll be I'll be interested to see how the virtual performances work and what they decide to do because I was saying the last year or so the 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 virtual performances in studio performances where they build a set have been pretty good so yeah do you know who's hosting and things of that nature me and you bro did you know did you check the email <laughs> uh-huh. what's, what's the bag saying what have you agreed on bro uh, a hundred thousand naira. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even like wise kid. Uh, run the peas, bro. Um, I'm not even sure, but uh, I hope ever they get it does a good job in it. So, will be um yeah interesting. Shouts out random, but shouts out to Mo the comedian. He's got a, a book coming. I saw that um on the uh, on the internet recently. Um, it's called Mo Gilligan. So that moment when life stories from way back then. Yeah, so he's. Uh, I think the book is dropping September the second. So yeah, okay. Striking whilst the iron's hot. Releasing with Penguin Books. Donny's won a BAFTA. He's had a Netflix special dropped in 190 current countries. So yeah, let's full steam ahead, bro. Yeah, don't I'm gonna pre-order don't, that book. Gonna pre-order your, that book. Don't let your foot off the gas, and he's he's going back on the road, obviously this year as well. With the um, there's mo- there's more motor life world tour. Um, with regards to the comedy, so yeah, man, it doesn't yes. it doesn't look like he's slowing down. So shouts out to Mo, much shouts love, much respect. Shouts um, to Mo, man, every time. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pre-order that book, man. I'm gonna yeah. see if I could get that book. I bought a book yeah. um, recently okay, by Alex Holmes. Um, okay, it's called "Time to Talk: How Men Think About Love, 
belonging and connection. Right. Interesting book. Um, I haven't read um, a lot of it yet, but I'm going to get into it more. Mm. So um, shout out to Alex. Um, now credited as an oh, author. Oh, is that um, Alex from um, Alex Reed's podcast? Yeah, Time to Talk. Um, Excuse me. So yeah, right, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to my list. I'm gonna I'm gonna order that as well. And, yeah, um, get that book, man. Shouts to him. Um, you know, we'll, I'll, we'll probably I'll, be I'll, able I'll, to discuss it in full. Yeah, I'll get it. I'm gonna order it tonight, and then we can actually break that book down properly. And we might have to see if we can get on the phone and get him in the studio as well. That'd be good. So yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Um, and that's, that's long overdue as well. <laughs> yeah. And the receipts got, um, the receipts got a book out. Is well, when is that dropping? It's dropping in July, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've pre-ordered that one. Um, it's just, it's a, just another avenue, bro. Like a book. It's great to see, man. Like people from, um, our scene doing doing things of that nature. Of course, you know I, I love seeing it, man. So yeah, it's called Keep the Receipts. Yeah, dope. It's dope to see, man. So more power to the um, to, yeah, to the authors, the the writers, the creatives. You know, we don't yeah. just talk; we can write as well. We can get yeah. articulate. We can articulate ourselves. You get me? Yeah. So what, uh, you be saying you can write a book in that? Do you think you can write one? Man, I went. I fucking studied three years of journalism. I must. I must be able to write like five hundred pages, surely. <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start in my story. I ain't even gonna lie, man. Yeah, that's where. There's a lot of twists and turns. We got to start the story and do a flashback about when I just bumped bumped into that Tesco. That should be the start of the story. When you're looking for a toothbrush, yeah. and then we just lead up to everything up until that point, bro. Our story. If we really want to lead into all our truths, yeah. You have a proper real story in it. And one day in your own time, I hope that you tell it. But like, yeah, you could definitely tell your story. And people yeah, are invested. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. like you're 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 not in a bad way, but you're um you could be a private person, which is a good thing, isn't it? Because I'm like, man ain't a slave to content. I love doing a pod. I know you love doing a pod. I love vibing with you, vibing with our extended family, Sosa, H, Essie, Alex Bass, and all the pluses, whatever, and all the new guests and the people we interact with, but like Man's got a laugh, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Like a lot of like people, listeners, they reach out to me sometimes, and you know, we speak, we discuss. Um, and I'm always open to that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, sometimes I'd I'd rather privately um, answer questions rather than like doing it, especially when it comes to private life. Like, you know, sometimes I don't want to go too deep or discuss on a pod but you know people actually want to know and reach out and you know by all means man but that's people you got a rapport with innit so if you're comfortable doing that then by all means everyone works different innit so like mm. I can have a brain fart sometimes just spill and just talk loads. I speak quickly it gets lost in translation and that and I was thinking yeah. the other day I was like I, mean, I think we've had this conversation before but I was like in five ten years time would I want all of these conversations to be online would I be comfortable <laughs> with all of this stuff just being out there in the atmosphere just like readily available accessible to any and everybody like mm. that is one thing i've started to think about more not saying i'm going to regress and like you know start being more closed off but i was just thinking hmm do i will i still want this out there you know you know it's uh it's just something to think about yeah these things come like it all comes with a with a territory man like um and 
I guess sometimes you have to be a little bit more open because people are invested in you, you know, but at the same time, there's, there's ways that you can protect your privacy as well at the same time. Do you know what I'm saying? So and the people around you as well. That's what, that's what's also important as well. It's oh, not yeah, always, yeah, like, yeah, it's not always yeah. like a story to tell. That's something I've just been trying to be a bit more aware of. Like man, just be talking loose and you start thinking, they don't want this out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you got you got to be fair and, and, and just to the people around you. So that's just that's just kind of where my head's at at the minute. But whilst we've been doing shouts out, massive shouts out to the No Signal team. There's no signal dot com. Absolutely, a, a mini. I think we celebrated a year of the clashes NS ten v ten, which have big up Jamila. All, yeah, big up Jamila. Big up David. Big up Jojo. Big up everyone. Jojo, Buda, Scully, Scully, Buda. everyone the whole over team. there. Yeah, the whole, the whole team, team man. Black radio to the world. We, we we love seeing that slogan flying around. But yeah, mm. so they celebrated a year of NS10v10 and the clashes. And they also had a mini documentary that's available to watch on BBC on iPlayer. BBC. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I think it's like ca- 15. Yeah, I'm going to catch that tonight. No, yeah, I think it's like show. 15, 20 minutes long. So mm. like, it's, it's like a nice little insight into like, you know, how things started and how they're operating. So we need to document these things, innit? Because in, like I said, 5, 10, 15, 20 years time, we don't know where they could be. Because I saw um, last week, Choice FM got a, a blue like plaque, a, pla- a blue plaque blue just plaque, to commemorate yeah. and remember their contributions to broadcasting. 31 know? years, yeah. A 31, the 31st birthday. Um, having a blue plaque somewhere in in the city is a big deal man um and it's nice to see that they finally received that because they were responsible for a lot of our entertainment they provided a space and they brought it to a certain place you know which eventually was taken over by you know global and capital the man and turned into capital extra which i guess like you know it's providing opportunities for for many that come from you know our space mm. so you know i guess i guess it's, it's it's a little bit watered down from what we had at choice and the legends that were created from that channel the raves that they used to do junior jam it, if you are part of that was it cat and um, rb that was on um radio back then times Yep. Yeah. Um Jenny Francis, who we Big facts. we all know and love, you know. Um so yeah, they, they used to do a lot. Junior Jam. They did um Carnival Weekend uh um after parties that I attended, um some. You was been you've really been out here. That's when I had the energy to leave Carnival and then go okay. to an after party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's bro. Carnival home. <laughs> I ain't done that in years, but also the way we the way we've been partying as of late the last few years, there mm-hmm. was a carnival. Me and you were both at yeah in the heat. You had to do say I had Ray nephew in one hand. We yeah. ran out of mixer. We was drinking it straight, and we lasted. We were still and on we, our feet, and we was engaging in other illicit activities. I won't I won't dive into too much. The fact we still went home standing, more power to us. Maybe yeah. maybe we were not that washed. Maybe we still got it, bro. I went to I think. I ended up being on my own and I went to Sam's and I bawled out. <laughs> I bought everything and I was just there eating. So sometimes it be like that. And you know, the next morning you think you pig, but in the moment I want the wings, I want the burger, I want the lamb chops, I want the chips there. And if you got apple pie, I want it too. Fam, do you know how many 
um, do you know how much we ran through, bro? Like in terms of whoa alcohol consumption, fam. Okay, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Zoots, it was mad, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was mad. It was mad. And shout out to all the listeners that you know, you know, shouted us out. Yeah, we ran into a few people at but that was nice and that. Yeah, like, yeah. In the sun, you're in London. People go, "Bro, you got a podcast?" Yeah, yeah man, that's for me, cuff. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah listen yeah. to you lot. Yeah, big you up, man. Big you lot up, man. It was, it was uh, great. That I was a great. Love. That was a that was a great summer. Yeah, you know what it is next time. We need, if there is, we're just too having fun. One day we need to go there and just hand out bare like old school business cards. Mm. Like this, this who you are. This is what we do in that. Hand Match. out a thousand, even if even if just a hundred people listen. That's that's new listeners. I don't care. Yeah, match <laughs> stickers. Hey, it's all good, bro. I still need to bring back the key rings as well. So, like, it's important. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. We've got to touch the people, man. Just, like, let them know that we appreciate them, you know. Because I wouldn't, it was, yeah. Also, here, I was a few weeks ago, like, just maybe me being in my own head, feeling a little bit underappreciated. I was like, raw, like, you letting show us enough love online. And I want to see the love, man. Like, yeah. And, let um... me see it. But I know we've got a lot of silent listeners as well, innit? And so, and we're on a lot of platforms in terms of the DSPs and YouTube's there as well. So, but I think yeah. that's just like me being really honest and like I'm sure people who do music and relate to it, creators in general, sometimes when you don't get a lot of reception online, it can make you feel away. But the pod's still being listened to, you know, but maybe that's just my fragile and ego fuck with me a little bit at times. I'm just like, oh, no one's used the hashtag this week. No, um, and this is why you're my my partner in this, bro, because I felt the same. I've I've been feeling the same. So you know, and yeah, yeah, absolutely, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it would just be uh, us two moping about certain things. I mean, I okay, know that yeah, yeah. we do have a consistent set of listeners, but sometimes we want to see the engagement, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's... Nah, you should phone me, man. I need someone to win. So this time, you, what... this whole time, you was feeling exactly how I felt. Yeah, man. Like, I'm just All like, right. oh, yeah. You know, no one's using a hashtag. What, what is it that we're doing wrong? Like, how can we improve? How can we... That you know, approach I like, our... That approach I like, yeah. You know, how can we increase our visibility? How can we just get people to really engage? And, you know, like, um, and sometimes uh, engagement sometimes will come from the most unlikely your source. Like someone that you didn't think that was listening actually listens and was like, oh, yeah, you know, last week you said this. And I was like, rah. You know, but it just helps us uh, create more of a buzz, more visibility. I think we've been here before, you know, explaining this to our listeners and, you know, it'd be much appreciated if you were to fully engage. Obviously, like we're available on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, the Apple podcast app. Uh, and we are on YouTube. We're still trying to build that. Um, and it's refreshing to hear some people say that they, they actually um watch us on youtube as opposed to actually listening to us on the audio platforms i want i do want to try out and get like the full episodes on there but i'm mm. enjoying like just the 25 30 minutes 40 minutes and as long as like camera time's running well and we get all the content on time we'll do what we need to do you you get in essence you get the whole podcast on there on a week-to-week basis just chopped up in parts isn't it yeah you know, and i try and make sure like at the minute maybe the last week or so the uploads have been a little little sporadic. So at the moment, we've got sort of like a backlog of content. So the Amir Brave stuff, which is a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. Spoke about Peng Black Girls, Sarah Everard, R&B, Erasure, all those things. Upload all that content and all the stuff from your birthday. Yeah. 
International Violence Day, that's up. Got the the footage and stuff from the um, Drums and Flats episode and the stuff from last week as well. So I will be uploading that. But once things are settled and back on time, I do want to get to a consistent upload schedule, which is podcast is out on a Thursday in audio fashion and Friday to Sunday, you get the visuals. You know? Yeah. Or, we, or even straight away. But once I just once I get it and we get it right, I want us just to stick to it. I think, you know, like in this day and age, just got to meet people where they are. And like we've been consistent with the audio, got us consistent with visuals. We're all over social media as well. So all, all the clips and stuff, like when once I got out of my own head, it's like I realised, bro, just because people aren't using the hashtag doesn't mean they're not engaging on Instagram and watching mm. stuff there or find the clips mm. there. People find you at different points in it. So just make yeah. sure you put your best foot forward in it. That's how I look at it now. So I just want people to acknowledge the realest, one of the realest in the game. <laughs> okay. That's okay. what it is. Basically what he says, folks, fuck all that humble shit. Took your shit. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, you know, you got, you got to believe that you're one of the best, man. Um, and I think that we do have a thriving uh, array of podcasts that are doing really well, man. And, and I support it all. But, it starts from yourselves first, like, and I'm always going to big up us first, you know? Yeah. What are you saying? Shall, yeah. shall I take out one of our listeners to Drumming Flats? Hey, let's do it. Yeah. If you have Bunda, apply here. <laughs> let's not do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all going so well. As much as the hashtag allowed, this is again. It, it's not about attraction, it's about interaction, man. I just want to, you know, chill with our listeners. Get the hell out of here with that TD Jake stuff. But us, nigga. <laughs> but it's, it's not about attraction, it's about interaction. How dare you? <laughs> Can you dare me? <laughs> it's all about interacting with our listeners, bro. No, no, that's, listen, that's like, I've, we've said it a few times. Some of these so listeners annoyed. know more about me than I do. Bro, I'm so annoyed all of 20. We would have done three live shows and I thoroughly... The endorphins that I got from the one at just end of the year, 2019. Mm. All the people, old face, people I ain't seen in so long. Shouts out to my brother and I do and his missus once again. Hope you lot are well throughout this quarantine period. I hopefully I'll see you soon. There's just so many people from like my side that I've not seen in long. Because like one thing I've said to you privately as well, and I think maybe you said it on here, like um, the first two or three we've done, a lot of your people would come. I know we've got some mutual friends, but a lot of your people were out there. So that last one was nice mm. to see that the balance was there. Like a lot of my people came out and supported, didn't it? Yeah. And yeah. and people generally, like, even my boys the other day said to me like, and I love this. He was brutally honest. Like, bro, I've been honest, I listen to your podcast because it's you, but like, now I just enjoy it for enjoyment's sake. Like I'm catting for your upload schedule. If you've not put something on YouTube or like, he, he said to me, oh, have you not noticed? I don't ask you how to listen to the podcast anymore. Like I'm fully in tune, I'm tapped in. I was like, you know what, yeah, I should slap you, but <laughs> 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 but this is the this is the realest thing they ever said to me because it's straight. I was listening because it's you at the start, innit? But and he likes street content and he tells me honestly what he listens to, what he's interested in. So you can imagine the type of podcast he wants to hear. But he actually yeah. like he said to me that like, he likes the alternative perspective he gets from us. Mm. You know, so I was proper appreciative of that. So like I said, those small little things, maybe on a week where you haven't got twenty people using the hashtag. That to me is almost priceless when I get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so man, by just having a transparent moment, how creatives can be, we get in our own heads sometimes and people might not say it out loud all the time, but that is nice when you wake up in the morning, how many other people have used your hashtag, you feel great and that's like people interacting and just, you know, falling on, okay, they quote what you said or quote what he said or they want to debate because I'm not against like a little debate as well, you know I me, mean? I like the little needle as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but yeah, so yeah, use the hashtag. I've seen all this. Use the hashtag, which is hashtag off the cuff pod. 
Shout out to Nessu M. Um, big her up, man, because she's always, she's relentless in, in, in mm, interaction. Uh, Roses, Roses for Breakfast is, yeah. the, is the young lady's out as well the, yeah. over the last few weeks. And um, I can't forget about G's, well. um, like Marion, old school. Mm. She's uh, she's was always in the trenches tweeting, um, using the hashtag, and we're not the only person. She listens to a lot of podcasts. So mm. wherever you are, I know you're, if you're still on social media, that shouts out to you. You're, it was very early, and then all even like the the regular listeners and avies I see on like SoundCloud, didn't it? So I think we might just have to do a little giveaway for the realest ones, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went yeah, to do yeah, yeah, yeah. some of drums and flats. I haven't forgotten. I will post that up as well once things open up. Yeah, because I was, was meant to do a competition with the um um off the cuff fifteen discount code. So I haven't forgotten that. But yeah, I Supreme think that's what wins. we might need to do. Yeah, we might need to do. You know, you sit down, take some of that drums and flats. We do a little giveaway. Just do some stuff, you know. Yeah. Hold out some brands, get some alcohol back on and involved, and you know, just to say thank you to the to the realest people that have been messing with us. But um, I don't know how much more you want to discuss on what else on the agenda, but I feel like we have to, you know, snowfall, bro. We've not even really done snowfall as part of a segment of the podcast, but season five at this point. Yeah, I think five? we should we should introduce like a what are we watching, um, yeah, type segment. Yeah, we can just get back point. to it because we always used to talk about point. documentaries and stuff you're watching and like when Insecure was on. But Snowfall's been on. Obviously, spoiler alert. Well, technically, you're getting this podcast on a Thursday, UK time. So the new episode will be out right now. But in terms of where I'm up to date, is last week's episode. Um, with why are you looking at me like that? It's is on it's available online on the on the sites that you shouldn't really be on and that that's what i mean cuz i watch it on the first i'm trying to remember if i watched the, if i'm up to date cuz okay i watched it last week kinda it was on in it oh it was on and what was you did half asleep in it <laughs> i thought it was up and it stuck that's what i thought was going on <laughs> Because what you said is like it was on, but you know, things was on. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, because like sometimes I'll leave things on, and I'm doing something else. Okay. Yeah. Especially working man, work from home crew, innit? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Because how I've built my 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 office in my room, like I've got like a a corner desk, so I've got the big screens on this side, and then I've got the other computers on that side. So when I'm doing work. Yeah, so when I'm doing work, I'm it's like I'm alternating between two screens or however many screens that I have. Yeah, you're a better man than me. I tried that shit, it couldn't work, man. I I need to be focused, man. Uh, I can just about listen to like YouTube stuff and pods whilst I'm working it. So, mm. um, but yeah, now Snowfall. So okay, I'm trying to think if you if you okay. So last episode, Franklin's dad had a bit more of a role in last episode. Does that pop out to you enough? Yeah, right, cool, yeah. Cool. Give, me, give me more. Give me more, he, fam. You what can't be the, a snake. You can't be what, a snake in every film, bro. Like he was a snake. <laughs> in, you'd be like, that's just a cut to the chase, bro. He was a snake in Paid in Full, and you, you're gonna be a snake now in Snowfall. Like, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. But fam, what's going on, bro? Yeah, I think there is two different roles, though. Like, and two different of reasonings. Course, two different snakery. But snakery, nonetheless. Would there ever be a moment where you can you could understand the snakery? Okay, so the first snakery is what's his character again in 
paid off for his dating. Donnie's sister. Ace's sister. It's Ace, mm, isn't it? Mm, Ace's mm, sister. He goes to up. jail. He's up. He he's disrespectful yeah, he, at first, you know, throwing yeah, his like, weight around, this, throwing this, his money around. Groceries, Miss Billups. Man's rubbing his eye with no lens in his eyeglass. Hilarious yeah. swag. Yeah. That era. He then goes to jail. Ace leaves the dry cleaners, becomes the man. He comes so home. Yeah, he comes home. He wants Ace to put him on. Ace is like, I'll sort you out, but like, I can't have you being the hand-to-hand guy. I have a little man handle stuff. You know mm. the story from Pedro Fool. Mm. Eventually, he snakes Ace and comes to the flat and, you know, he's the man that ends up shooting him and blah, blah, blah. His character gets killed in the end by um, Cameron's character. How can I forget the name? Legendary Alpo's Alpo. Alpo. Um, in obviously in real life, but I forgot what he's called in Pain of Four. So yeah, Rico, sna- no? Rico, yeah, so Rico. Um, so you snake the family, and you killed someone off and almost killed Ace. Now in Snowfall, to answer your question, the only way I can kind of understand it is because his character is a former Black Panther. In Snowfall, yeah, if you remember correctly, yeah, 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 yeah so absolutely. So he has a- beef. He turned to become an addict now, but he has mm-hmm. he has legitimate beef with the CIA, FBI, COINTELPRO. We, we just watched the um the Daniel Kaluuya, Fred Hampton thing with Lakeith Stanfield. So we know the role of the the man in trying to destabilize movements. Mm-hmm. So when you find out that like Franklin's character in Snowfall isn't the man we think he is, he's actually in the pockets of this the CIA because they're selling drugs illegally to fund this arms race. Right. You can understand possibly why the dad will take the stance he's taken. Right. So I'm going to tell this lady all the truth to hopefully get you out of this jam. <gasps> Do you know what? Sorry to interject here, but there's always that one character that doesn't know how to let things go. And they're the most jarring ones. Oh, the, the, the reporter? Yeah, man. Fuck off, bruv. <laughs> Like, honestly, like, you're getting on my nerves now. Why well, is no, it... She's a dog with a bone and she ain't letting it go. And there's always a Donny that's, like, telling her, like, yo, like, let this go. Yeah. Not going to win this. But it's it... also, the juxtaposition is mad that, like, you are a big-time drug dealer. The The business you're in ruins lives. And your dad is over here with this shelter for the homeless, the waves and strays, the addicts. Those things, those two things can't coexist. When people start realizing that your son is such and such, it was always bound to have some collapse at some point. Mm. In it. Like, like it was almost too, a little too clean. I'm watching, like they all. I feel like women are going to be all of their downfall in some capacity. So the girl that's around Franklin is definitely dodgy, dodge, um, very very dodgy. Um, Leon doesn't listen to Wanda because she actually tried to warn him that the lady was at the shelter speaking to Franklin's dad. Mm. Obviously, because she's a former addict and my man's looking at her, looking down and he won't listen to her. You've yep. then got um, Franklin's uncle, his lady, they've gone to go move the product out of town. But my man wasn't in the know about this whole CIA connection. He's like, why do you want to do this thing so badly out here? You're about to destroy a town and create problems over here. Yeah. But he's had to follow her lead, isn't it? Because she knew the whole time about the CIA thing where it's like, we have to continue doing this thing. So there's bare twists and turns. Um, with Reed. With Reed, yeah. With Reed, isn't he, it? So, he's the biggest villain of the show. Yeah, I think if I'm right, his character is based on 
Danilo Blandone or Blondone. So um, Snowfall for me, if I'm reading it correctly, is based off the real Freeway Ricky Ross. Right. So Danilo Blandone was a, an informant, an agent, and he double-crossed him in it. So that's what that's I'm looking Um. So that's how I'm looking at him. Like, okay, that's the character they're talking about. And yeah, he's off the rails now as well. He's moving mad. Man has taken his own product, just doing a madness. So yeah, Snowfall's heating up. And um, whilst Franklin is just walking around with that stupid cane, bro. Well, that's how I know you're on gang though. You're on grease. You can't be commanding a whole crew now. You got a cane. Fam, will sweep your legs, bro. What do you think Imagine, this is, bro? Even like the the Donny that's guarding him, he's like, bro, I want out, bro. Yeah, I do know it is. I'm sorry. I, it's going to sound proper problematic here. I don't believe um, D. Ray Davis as the um, security. I don't believe him. <laughs> man, he's too... Nigga got green eyes, bro. You're too pretty. You don't do security, bro. I'm sorry, man. Without an arm, I spit. Without an arm, I spit. Without my spit. Bro, you, <laughs> D. Ray Davis is doing your security. Allow me, man. Please, man. Bro, like... Uh, listen... It's hotting up. I'm not sure where they like how much left of the show they have to give us because they've just been given a go ahead for another season. I Could don't you see it surpassing season five, getting to season six territory? I don't know. I'm unsure because I feel like we don't want to get to a point where like the writing gets you know, like Power had a little period when the writing was getting a bit ridiculous. Yeah. They won themselves back towards the end. And they even won me over with the new series where um, his son is the lead with Woody and Mary J. Blige and that. They won me back over. Fair play to him. So mm. I, will, I will give Stone for that because the first four seasons for me, flawless. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. A little bit of a slow start, but by like episode three or four, I was invested in season one. Brick I just by feel brick. Like, yeah. Small intricacies though. Like Leon just was on national TV for an M and he's just walking around the projects. Yeah, with an afro. Come on, let's be serious, bro. Like, let's let's be serious. I know, yeah, cool. Fatback got killed and you can pin it on him, but man's just walking around casually like this. That's a little bit unrealistic for me. That's how the only thing. How like, did Scully's missus get um, that money? She must have taken the belly from Scully, probably. Or something. Yeah. I don't know, like, because, yeah, that was or a... Her brother's like man boy a, as well. Yeah, and, and like I said, women are the downfall for man. So man come out of jail and thought, yeah, this girl's going to sex me up and that. And he got stabbed up. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's the women are going to decide all of this, you know, across the across the show. So um, it will be interesting to see. But yeah, to answer your question earlier about the snakery, I can only understand it possibly with regards to Franklin's dad because he has a bigger enemy to fight, which is the um, CIA. And he's, a, he's an ideological person. Cause that's his makeup. That's his history. You know, mm. he's looking at it like, oh, this drugs are destroying our community. I'm trying to save you. Let's go to Cuba. Everybody wants to go to Cuba, isn't it? Like that's, My that's the place to run away Bro, apparently that's where, um, Asata Shakur is and that. So, you know, like it, 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 it is what it is. And it's so, yeah, it snowfall's interesting. Um, and, I, and I'm enjoying it. So yeah, we'll add, we'll add it to our, to our segment. In terms of what else I'm watching or I've watched, there was, um, a film called Concrete Cowboy on Netflix, um, starring Idris Elba and Polish. How can I forget this young boy's name again? Um, yeah, I've forgotten Donnie's name now, but yeah, 
Just Idris Elba. It's, it's um produced by Lee Daniels. Okay. Um, oh, it's the Donny from um Stranger Things, Caleb. Caleb something, but the kids from Stranger Things is okay. in there. Son and Dad. It's about like it's based on like the true story of like Philly and um these urban cowboys. Right. You know, they ride right, they ride right. horses in the street. So I won't ruin it, but yeah, that's what I've been I've been watching as of recent um on on the TV. I started watching Black Ink from the beginning on okay. Netflix. I mean, I'm enjoying that Caesar, Duchess, and you get to see all these old school reality stars like Erica Mena, Rich Dollars, and you start realizing people, these people have been on TV for a long time, innit? So yeah, VH1 yeah. have them by the neck. Oh yeah, yeah, come on, that's they've got the 24 album deal contract, you know. <laughs> all but <laughs> blood in, blood out. <laughs> they're, they're fully invested. So yeah, that's what I've uh, I've been watching as of recent. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know how much time you've got, how much energy you've got for the rest of the conversation. I did want to touch on a little bit the um, the missing boy, Richard Okorage. Yeah. Um, there was a body found in Epping Forest over the last, like, 24 hours. Or when you get this podcast, I'd say that's about 72 hours. And, you know, it's put you in a weird place where, like, because you're optimistic that this boy is going to be found safe and sound mm-hmm. and returned to his family... You're like, you don't want it to be him. But that's still another human life that's just there in the forest, isn't it? So it's just this weird in feeling of like, yeah. in a pond, you want to be optimistic. It's not Richard, but, you know, and I saw some horrible things where, like, people were starting debating and talking about things that I felt were premature and, like, Clubhouse. This kind of weird clout thing that all this need to be first and comment first and stuff is killing us. Um, so, yeah, I just thought we should, we should mention that. But, um, Prayers to Richard, prayers to his family. Prayers to his family, absolutely, man. Like, um, you know, seeing, he's just a teenager, you know? Um, And and there's, you know, when you really look into it and obviously, like, as time will go on, there's going to be more information that are are released to us. Mm. You really need to start understanding um, how this thing works in terms of like how do we react when someone is reported missing because you know we all know what is what they told his mum when when she first reported him missing well if you can't find him what makes you think that we can which is disgusting to me so and and the energy is different you know this is a young vulnerable man he's he has sickle cell yeah. you know after a certain amount of time you know that's someone that needs all the attention and care and you know it was reported that he was telling his mum that he's struggling in what capacity was struggling with the the sickle cell I don't, I, don't, I don't think they specified i think he would you know um it it may have something to do with his studies or just he could have just been struggling with mentally. life in general mentally yeah so, you know, you already know um, how vulnerable that your child may be. She knows her son more than, um, better than anyone. Yeah, we'd hope, yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, it's just a hard one. It just even made me, makes me evaluate, like you were saying, how we approach situations because there's one thing I think sometimes we also don't allow for is some people might be trying to escape. I'm not putting this on Richard's case, so please let me just be clear when people go missing and we plaster their photos everywhere and we want obviously all resources to be used to find this person, find this person, sorry, we might not be, we might not know what they're trying to escape 
family-wise. Some people are trying to get away from negative spaces, negative situations, you know. Obviously, it's our knee-jerk reaction, and rightfully so. It's coming from a good place. Let me be clear that we go, hey, let's rally around the family. Why aren't the police doing this? But we don't even know what headspace that person's in or why they're not why they don't want to be around or why they're doing everything they can possibly do to not be found. And I'm not talking like the heinous stuff where someone's been kidnapped or, you know, like sexual assault stuff, things like that. When someone's just a missing person, you know. And there's... also to just be brutally honest, some people look at a, a young black boy going missing and automatically would think he's probably in cunch. Mm. Mm. It's yeah, sad to if... have those thoughts, but... I can't sit here and lie and say that I haven't thought that before. Not no, of specifically course. on this case. We've definitely we've definitely probably added to those jokes and maybe it's just like a an opportunity to hold the you know, the mirror up at ourselves and be like, are we contributing to some wayward behaviour when when we yeah, move that? Right? Because yeah. even even if that was the case, we are aware enough now that a lot of that is grooming. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, there, there's like, you know, people will say that and think, ah, oh, you know, we'll just be in a, a particular way. But there's layer, there, there's layering in that. There's layers to that. Yeah. It was only a few years ago that when we st- there was a kid reported missing and then he goes on Facebook. Would, would you mean man's missing? Man's out here. <laughs> but when, when, when a kid does that, man, I can't like, I have to laugh, bro. Because man, what do you mean? I'm out here getting these readies, bro. I ain't missing. Are you crazy, bro? I'm out here. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you know. And I'll um, be honest. Even though I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm on my, my pulpit preaching and that, yeah, that will always be funny to me because, yeah, when you, when you just read that, your family's out here doing missing persons, trying to find you, and the kid had the cheek to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not missing that. Man, man's out here. Yeah. Um, Prayers and but, blessings to Rich's family. I yeah. do like that you brought it up in regards to like how we even approach from the terminology we use, the conversation in general when it goes, comes to missing people, the disparity in regards to our people, we, we keep referencing um, Blessing Oli Shegun. Um, we keep referencing Belly Majinga. We need justice for her. I spoke, I think, on your birthday episode, International Vans Day, um, about good victims. And I've mentioned that a numerous amount of times. I'm probably not the only person that like subscribes to that. But it just shows and goes to show who gets more importance in a news cycle when things happen and who's higher in the terms of top of the list and priority in it. So yeah, man, you raised some great, great points, um, you know, when discussing that. So, um, unfortunately this won't be the last that we see. And there's going to be more, um, topical moments when it comes to this or, you know, just like things of, of how we can, move better from a response um point of view yeah um, and how we respond to these things and you know hopefully like you know we can we can help reduce the numbers of young kids and, and just people in general who go missing man because the last thing you want is um for that to be the outcome no, big facts. We just need to, as simple as it sounds, we can start somewhere. Just try and try, 
keyword and bring back that community spirit. Yeah, absolutely. You see something, if you can't do something, say something, raise the alarm to someone and just try it. That's all we can do. All we can do is try at the end of the day. But like, if you can try and bring that back, I know the pressures of the Western world and the capitalist society we live in, we're all chasing that that buck, trying to get that, that Lizzie, you know, and sometimes it can kind of veer us off from what should be the good human human thing to do, which is to kind of love thy neighbor a bit more. And yeah. that could, that's, that's far reaching for a lot of things. Just like, yeah, man, just extend your arm a bit more, man. Like you see something's going on over there or, you know, you know that family enough. I know it's hard to decipher because sometimes you might not want to approach young people. But if you know that family, you know that young child, you've seen them grow and you start seeing them around some undesirables and that, I know it's easy for me to say in my chair here, but maybe say something or like just pull them to the side or just, just trying it. However, whatever that looks like to you, I'm just like thinking off the top of my head, but like we, we need to kind of try and do a little bit more. So we avoid it. So unfortunately, we're not going to avoid all of them. Shit happens. We live in a sick world, but there, I'm sure there are occasions when, you know, some of us can do a bit more in it. So I hope you can do that. And, Effort, and if, man. And if more, more sometimes it's just holding the, the authorities accountable, holding the police accountable. Are you doing your job enough? So there's many ways of trying and doing more in it. So like I said, that was the cliche saying there's many ways to skin a cat in it. So we can we, we can do a few things. But um we're we're about two, what, two hours thirty in. So yeah. there's, there's a lot. The only thing I did want to kind of touch on a little before we do go was the um the race report. I'm not gonna pretend to sit sit here and say I've read it in its entirety, it's over two hundred pages longer if I'm right. But I've just found the backlash of it interesting. So the, the report kind of came about, it's by the Commission on Race and Ethnic Disparities, um, which some guy called Tony Sewell, yeah. if I pronounce his name correctly, chaired. Um, so his conclusion and what kind of got everybody up in arms was, um, the, was the claim the country is still institutionally racist is not borne out by the evidence. Um, but the experts on race, education, health and economics have accused it of misrepresenting evidence on racism. Black and ethnic minority business leaders who contributed to it also told the publications their recommendations were ignored. So, yeah, that was the tagline that, you know, Britain isn't institutionally racist in regards to how it goes about things, which for me is crazy. And all the, um, remember the scene in Titanic, everyone's trying to jump from the um, the ship that's had the wreck. Like, yeah. all these different people from ex-police office, everyone's coming out saying they don't support the finders. Even Boris Johnson is kind of, over there to the left of it like it's funny watching everyone try not to hold this hot potato because I know it's bullshit it's absolute bullshit um, and it's interesting to see like report after report after report but what tangible action has happened because we can keep doing reports keep doing think tanks all these guys get rich off this you know this it's another way of everyone to eat in it but what are you actually doing you know yeah and um, it is disappointing at times to see the black people that are involved, but hey, man, what's the adage? Not all um, skin folk are kin folk, innit? That's right. You know, we're not we're not a monolith, so it is what it is. We're not all gonna subscribe to the same ideologies, politics, etc. So, but yeah, the people that up and know in regards to the race report, it's been it's been a funny week in the news cycle. Just seeing the blacks jumping ship, and I see you lot over there in the Labour Party and the uh, Conservative Party. It's funny, man. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't wanna. Not 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 this far in the podcast. I ain't trying to do politics for forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's still more information to kind of collate and you know actually look into more. 
obviously, um, you know, sometimes all the information that you can get is from the backlash, and yeah, you yeah. know, you can you can kind of you know have your takes on it. So, um, what was but, clear for me as well the omission about the Windrush scandal. I think it's I think yeah. it's like in a hundred in a few hundred pages. I think it's mentioned twice, and very like they they skated over it. So yeah, like, if you can't. Yeah, if you can't even acknowledge that, then for me, there's no hope in it. Typical of this country to do that. Yeah, so... Not holding themselves accountable. Being up in arms for being called a racist. <laughs> yeah, they're not on it at all. But um, new music and stuff that I've been enjoying, I don't know what you've been listening to, but obviously, um, we spoke about Tion Wayne and Russ. The song was called Body. I have been spinning that. I have enjoyed that. Tion's got a little skippy flow in there on, on his verse as well. Yeah. Um, DC and Nux, they've got a song called Bobby and Rowdy, mm. which I'm invested in. Um, your boy K Wavy has got a song called Backseat. Yeah, man. Which, I, which I've been enjoying. Dave released a snippet over a week and a half ago of some new music. It looks like he's back in that space. Um, so I'm I'm invested. He's um, um he's he's heating up. He's heating yeah. up. You see, up. Um, I've just been kind of listening to some stuff that I kind of skated over before. Eric Bellinger and Hitmaker had a project, yeah, and there's a song where they're called Breakfast in Bed. Yeah, with a seduction sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. all over it. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. And yeah. no, I, I took that in um, when it came out in February. Yeah. Um, which is dope. Bree Runway has just released um, Hot Hot. She's a star, by the way. She, yeah. Yeah, people are going to start to take her in a bit more. She had a song with Missy L. I remember seeing that at the SBTV Summer Cookout years ago. I was there, my bridge and Coda performed. Mm. Um, this is a year of like when SNE was bubbling. He yeah. performed. Um, I think House of Pharaohs were there and Brie Runway performed. And she was there with her bridge and the model, Leo mm. Anderson. And yet, even then, I could see it. And I was yeah. like, I know what's going to happen. If she's in that alternative crowd space, like the fashion lot, trying to go pop, rock, whatever, if she can still find a way of like, leaning to us a little bit as well mm-hmm. she'll cut through she's beautiful she's a dark-skinned black woman we're not we're underrepresented in, in the mainstream space yeah but yeah she's got something in it so yeah i know i'm interested to see what happens with brie one and her career um i don't mean there weren't a lot of albums you know to be honest with you but i, was, I ain't even gonna lie to you i haven't really been listening to much new stuff um, in terms of projects, Rod Wave dropped a project, but I've not, I've not, I've not tapped in properly, properly. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tap in properly, and then we can, we can sit down. I have did get into my SoundCloud bag a little bit. There's a young lady from up north called Solani T H U L A N I. She got a song okay. called Rover Interlude. If he was in the studio, I would have played this on the Hawks. So Solani songs called Rover. I love it. Um, there's also Flower Child. Um, but that's all spelt without the vowels. Um, and the song the song is called "Lucky Me." So F L W R and then C H Y L D. Yeah, Flower Child songs called "Lucky Me." Solani songs called "Rover." I've been enjoying those two. So yeah, I just kind of lean into my. I was like, let me find some stuff on SoundCloud that I've not, you know, I've not seen or heard anywhere else in it. Um, so that's where my head's kind of been at musically. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's been it's been an enjoyable one. Thanks to Absolutely. you again for, for for doing this with me from the crib. Come Thanks on, to our listeners, if you got this far, well over two and a half hours in, you're a real one. 
You're a true RNA aficionado. You're a true member of the Cufflink community as well. Big so, ups uh, to the Cufflinks and the RNA community. We appreciate you every single time. Come on, man. Um, my RNA award this week goes to Vans, isn't it? The realist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I appreciate it man you know I Come take on. any award with, with grace with style and grace Come allow on. me to lace there's lyrical dishes in your pushes <laughs> <laughs> the back of hey. the club hey that's where you find us hey open the streets up man gym's open April 12th we back in there baby uh, I need Belly to shed must go yeah fam Operation R&B Stomach oh yeah full back, effect we're back, we're back. Yeah, yeah. Car. it's, yeah, it's yeah. a mazzoline yeah, yeah, man, I'm shallow yeah. still. I'm shallow still. I want, I want the D'Angelo belly. I want it. I'm, I want it. The, yeah. the V in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that, man. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait me, wait me, man. I'm coming. When I say wait me, double entendre, wait me, wait me. I, I see you. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna I'm happen. Coming. Transformation, oh, R and B stomach, man. Come on, for man. The, for, the, for the ladies, man. You Washboard. Get me. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys it's been an absolute pleasure yes you guys make sure you rate you review subscribe most importantly use the hashtag which is hashtag off the cuff pod that's o double f t h e c u double f p o d you heard the man. soundcloud gang spotify gang apple podcast gang youtube gang you know the vibes love and respect each and every time i've been false forever Mr. Vance. Peace. Peace.